0: My dearies, welcome to Miss Hardy's house, where we've got an absolutely wonderful new episode of Dub Talk for you to enjoy. But before we do, we must remember the house rules. First, the boys have a tendency to be rambunctious, which sometimes leads to them using naughty language, so make sure that there are no little ones around. Secondly, the boys are not good at keeping secrets, so you might want to keep that in mind before you step inside. And finally, the boys don't always agree with one another but remember that they don't speak for everybody. Now then, please do come in, sit down, make yourself comfortable, have a nice cup of tea, and enjoy as my five awful shit for brain sons attempt to entertain you in the latest Dub Talk episode for Mr. Osomatsu. Keep your eyes on them, though. They tend to be up to no good, those rascals. Especially that little turd, Andrew. Not right in the head, that one. He probably got hit by a Guinness truck. Anyway, enjoy! Hello, and welcome to Dump Talk, where a bunch of siblings slack off, become male idols, and occasionally talk about anime. I'm Jet Matsu, and I'm joined tonight by Andy Matsu.
1: Hey guys, how you doing? I'm gonna have a fun time. I'm gonna
2: hit on some girls, I'm gonna take a shit on the table, and we're gonna play baseball! Hustle, hustle, Matsu.
0: Patrick Matsu.
2: I like cats, and I'm chronically exhausted.
0: Megan Matsu.
2: If you're wondering where the sixth sibling is, I
3: ate them in the womb!
0: (laughs) And Steph Matsu.
3: Listen, Megan Matsu is the reason why we can't have nice things currently. Like, what the fuck is wrong with all of you guys? Why are you just sitting around doing nothing? He tasted like jerky. And mom. I I don't want to have to question what (laughs) shit you're into, Megan Matsu, thank you. Well, it starts with a D and ends with an Addy kink. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I asked. Oh, come on, Steph Matsu, we all know what you're into behind closed doors, and that's something that's called the Alabama Tango with Andrew Matsu. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, so, anyway, the plan here was to originally have six brothers here, but Noamatsu, Matsu, and Demol Matsu are all currently serving time in Hornedale, <laughs> while well, Matsu just got out for good behavior.
3: Not when he does the Alabama Tango, he doesn't.
0: Uh, he's on probation.
3: Where's Gigi Matsu? Gigi Matsu is in her specials place, isn't she? Uh, I believe so. The only one of us free from sin is Zen Matsu. Yes.
1: Chichi Matsu is trying to get her her own Matsu boy band off the ground.
3: Lak Matsu is also in horny jail.
0: Megan, you're being me before. Am- Amon is Matsu has done nothing wrong. Yeah,
3: true, i on Matsu is not enough.
1: He is more beard than people.
3: And uh, Jackson Matsu is on an exchange trip to Canada. <laughs> 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 but about the sacred thirteenth Matsu, they tasted delicious. <laughs>
0: So anyway, uh, we are all here gathered here tonight to talk about a dub. I wasn't quite sure I was going to see the light of day. Mr. Osamatsu, and if you're wondering why I said that, it's because this show has had quite a history.
3: Oh boy, has it?
0: Uh, you see, this show aired back in 2015 as Piro during their own weird revival of Osamatsu-kun, uh, which was originally a manga created by the late Fujio Akatsuka in the 1960s, and had two anime dancers with one Eric in the 60s by Studio Zero, and one in the 80s by Studio Perot. The revival caught some flack in its first episode because it did a bunch of copyright infringing parodies.
1: I don't think it's <laughs> fair to say the first episode got flack. The first episode was much beloved by many, except for the corporations that were being made fun of.
3: So it got nuked out of existence.
1: Yep. Yeah, basically. <laughs>
3: corporations, the only people more butt hurt than isekai writers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, so that episode was basically raised from the internet. But in spite of that, uh, the show somehow managed to be a hit with both middle aged folks in Japan who grew up with the original Matsukoon, and also somehow Futoshi, causing this show to briefly break sale records to, for a while, become the best selling anime series of all time until Hira and I took it down just one year later. Wait,
1: that good? I knew it was good, I didn't think it was
0: that What?
3: L- listen, it's because of the Bishimatsu.
0: Yes, this show was really up there with Neon Genesis Evangelion, I'm not (laughs) joking. That's amazing!
3: (laughs) Well, let's be fair. Some people did want to see some uh, plug-suiting with the Matsu Brothers.
1: (laughs) Choromatsu looks at his hand. I'm so fucked up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It would be Choromatsu! Andrew, don't you mean that he's the lowest of below?
1: Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> so?
3: So which one of them turns into Tang when he comes? <laughs> Fuck! Anyway! This is the episode where it's acceptable for me to say shit like
0: that. Uh, anyway, if anything this up real quick. So, while Crunchyroll's samoukats on the show, I guess saying their sales numbers in Japan was enough to catch the eyes of Viz, who picked up both the first and second seasons with the promise of a dub, and then... nothing. Fizz kept saying they were going to commit to dubbing it, they even previewed a voice cast for the Matsus and then nothing surfaced. There were all kinds of stories about like what happened behind the scenes and like supposedly have this hard to hold it from scratch. And I was kind of convinced this thing was going to get buried as I said they got a laptop somewhere. And then suddenly, about four or five years after that, a new license announcement, a bluey ray came up on right Stuff and we're here.
3: It jets like, it's a fucking miracle! <laughs>
1: I was actually reminded of one of the Matsu Brothers originally posted on Twitter the exact con and year they were announced to be the Matsu Brothers. It was Anime Weekend Atlanta 2018. Three years for this to finally come out in February of
2: 2021. Better late than never. Better yep. late than nether, but holy shit. And I shit. mean,
3: at least they're also. They did just announce season two. Surprising all of us! So this timing couldn't have been
0: better. I mean, I know the monsters did say they had recorded season two already, so. I figured we wouldn't wait as long as we did for season one, but that was so faster than I thought it would be. So,
3: movie is season three one. Um, Same. I, and on this day, Jet has been fed to the fullest.
1: <laughs> Feed us more, they said. <laughs> Feed us more.
3: So, quick question, Jet. Is there some form or fashion of a summary for this fucking show so people understand the insanity?
0: Let's say, uh, yeah, I was going to pull the description off the Blu-ray release, but I realized I left that in my room.
3: We have our Blu-ray, like, right in front of us. We can do it if you want.
0: Oh, sure, go ahead.
3: Okay. In the hardworking country of Japan, the sextuplet Matsuno brothers from the legendary comedy manga *Osomatsu-kun* are now all grown up, but just can't be bothered to do anything productive with their lives. Allergic to work, inept with girls, and completely oblivious to what society thinks of them, the six twenty-somethings prefer to spend their days lying around their parents' house, where mom makes the food, dad makes the money, and the pressures of modern living never intrude. After all. Life is just too short to waste your time not wasting your time. So yeah, insanity, <laughs> basically.
0: So you look at this show, you see who's in the show, both in Japanese and in English. And on the paper, if you see those actors, you think, okay, it seems like it would be a reverse hero thing. What if it was, except all the boys were awful and terrible? Every single except
3: one. Except for the bishi versions. <laughs> no, they're still pretty awful too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I guess we can get into it. As always, we'll start with our ADR directors and adaptive scriptwriters who are one and the same for this show, and we have a rather interesting case for this dub. Yeah, see, back when Vince first announced the dub cast, they said the voice director was going to be one Patrick Seitz, who was written and directed on such shows as Ata The Flower We Saw That Day, Monster, and Gretzko. However, it turns out that Patrick Seitz was only involved for the first four episodes. Uh, he had to step down because at the time, he was busy doing voice direction on some little indie game no one's ever heard of. And it was called Fire Emblem Three Houses.
3: I don't know, that game sucks. I don't know, it's... i i I, I heard I, it's mediocre. I heard it's a pretty bad game. I- oh god, that character, Felix, sucks the most. You shut your <laughs> whore mouth about my boy! <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is my boy! Cue the dimitri to do joke with the, uh, hamster eating the banana.
3: <laughs> what? Okay, that can't even be the hamster eating the banana because they're both the banana! You don't think Dimitri, King of Farkas, has a lance the size of his forearm is pants <laughs> Good god almighty, Dimitri and Didoo are probably hung more than two Clydesdales put together. <laughs> if anybody is the banana and the hamster, it's if either Didoo or Dimitri are fucking Ash or Violet.
2: maybe Annette. Megan, this is why we date.
0: Uh, so anyway, he had to step down, and take his place for the rest of the show, we have one Christopher Bevins, Yay! who's written and directed on such shows as *Aquarian Logos, Princess Jellyfish, and Sengoku Basara.
1: It has been actual years since we have talked about a brand new Christopher Bevins stuff.
0: This seems like it would have been like a bit of an interesting challenge to adapt the English, because... I mean, a lot of its crude humor translates pretty well, but, like, having watched the show in Japanese... I don't like, a lot of characters have, like, very specific verbal tics or, like, speaking patterns that would be hard to replicate without sounding awkward. Like, Katabo ended all his sentences in Joe, and, like, I think Yami ended them in, like, Zansu or something like that. So, stuff like that would have seemed like it would have been really awkward to translate into English. And as we did read an interview with the um, localization manager, David Caspat from Viz, who worked on this, and he kind of mentioned that one of the balances he actually had to do for this was, like, getting rid of some of those verbal tics while still so retaining character personalities. Yeah, so it was verbal tics like that, but he wanted to give it stuff like Yami saying she, because, you know, that's kind of his old thing.
3: Which is fair. The first couple of days when we were watching it, I wouldn't stop yelling, she, and Andrew almost wanted to deck me, because of it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I keep up popping up, and considering who voices Yami, too, it's like, she! I can't look at this <sighs> man the same way again. Like, I, I can't. I fucking can't.
1: So, this show, where do you even start? I feel like when it came to, like, the direction and the script, I had a hunch this was probably going to be fun and a little wise. And I will admit, some of my concerns about this dub taking so long and some of the alleged rumors about why it took so long, I was a little concerned that it wasn't going to be as sharp or as raunchy as it could have or should have been. No, this is pretty fucking raunchy. Oh, yeah. Also, I took count of how many times the word fuck was uttered in this dub. It is more than most dubs you would assume. This had 24.5 utterances of fuck or fuck-adjacent words. I only say 0.5 because at some point Osumatsu said, You mother fuck! And, and then get he gets cut, cut off. off. So I'm like, I'll allow it.
3: I have two and a half pages worth of notes, but I'm pretty sure, like, half of my notes are fucking lines. Like, bro, <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh the writing on this is bug nuts.
1: Uh, like, I don't know whether it's always Patrick or Bevins or if it's just the actors themselves, but either way, some of the things that are uttered out of these characters' mouths is a
3: trip. Well, there was an um, interview with um, the actors for Osamatsu and Karamatsu, and Osamatsu actually mentioned they would have multiple different versions of a line to try and say to figure out what could work. <laughs> Half the time, he's just sitting in the booth, and is like, what do you want me to say?
1: Yeah, a lot of, like, the good script zingers I really want to call attention to. I want to mention when we get to specific characters. But believe me, there's a lot of gut busters in oh this, and I I was blown away. Good job to Patrick, and especially to Bevins for kind of having to come into the show in a very interesting scenario but really picked up the goddamn work. He even gets called out in the show. Yeah. Like, damn it, Bevan, sounds like something we would fucking say, not an actual anime.
3: Bruh. Oh, God. Bruh? Bruh. Bruh. What a do. What a do, Jishimatsu? That cannibal is full of shit. <laughs> and people. I'm getting wet, apparently.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I also really like the script here, right? I like to add a really good balance between, you know, knowing when to be fast news with the show and also knowing when to punch things up while also kind of letting some of the show's interesting sense of humor speak for itself. Going back to one of the interviews I read uh, with David Cospin, he did mention that was something he really wanted to pay attention to with the dub. And like very specifically when it came to and he like went straight up to the Japanese production committee and said like, we're going to have to be really fast news with this to make it work and they gave the approval. So, so yeah, it's pretty much every liberty taken here was more or less approved. I mean, you could know tell they had a lot of fun with it, but he also said he wanted to make sure the experience of the show was kept. So he more or less let like, the adaptive writer to write do what they wanted, but he also wanted to make sure you were not li- relying too much on just like, having a bunch of funny swears and stuff like that. And I appreciate that.
3: Adapting a gag comedy like this with an adult sense of humor, you kind of have to take liberties with it a little bit. So I'm glad Japan kind of was just like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I was I was happy they got away with what they did. Uh, it was actually really weird. I actually thought this was going to be a lot more raunchy than it was. I actually didn't think it was raunchy enough. I thought they were holding back. Oh shit. Um, I mean, hi. I'm the person who just said a character was hung like a Clydesdale. <laughs> we are talking to you and your sense of humor. It's it's not even like my sense of humor is like I've heard more vulgar stuff in other dubs. Like, let's be real. I've watched Ghost Stories. It has a very vulgar dub. I've seen Shimonetta, which was more vulgar. Granted, that was also a straight sex comedy. Like, I've seen a little bit more vulgar stuff in the humor department. I don't know if when I watched the first eight episodes, if I was in a particularly bad mood. It took like half the season for the show to actually start getting funny to me. And I don't know if that's because I had more of an expectation going into this dub. Because a lot of people I know have been into Otsumatsu for a while. And like people have been trying to get me to watch the show subbed for years. So I had a lot more expectations going into it. And also B, when this dub was first coming out, people were just sharing clips out of context. And a lot of those clips were like the, the jokes about calling Koromatsu Fappimatsu. And I thought it was going to be that tone the entire way through because that's what people were clipping. Honestly, it's like, it's not that I didn't enjoy this stuff. I think it's a very well-put-together comedy dub. I think a lot of it's very funny. There's a lot of really great one-liners later on. But I think that it was still a little bit too held back, in my opinion. Like, if you're gonna go whole hog, go whole hog. Because I think that the acting in this could have gone up to that level. Like, I don't think the acting is bad. I just think it was a little too safe. But from what I've been told, season two is even somehow more raunchier than season one. A little true, yeah. Yeah, like, it's more raunchy than season one, so maybe it'll be a little bit more what I'm expecting then. But I'm not disappointed, but it's a bit of a what I expected, what I got for me. Great dub, I just think that it could have been a little bit more punched up, personally.
0: Um, That's fair. Yeah, like, speaking personally, like, with comedy dubs, I tend to be, like, very particular. Because for me, the thing with comedy dubs is that I understand, like, being fast and loose in the material can be really important, but the issue I, like, sometimes occasionally run into with comedies is where where there can sometimes be a little bit of dissonance between the adaptive writer's sense of humor and the sense of humor that was, like, originally in the show. And I feel like this um, in particular actually did a really good job of striking that balance, which is something I personally appreciated. Like, it could still...
3: I think it could have still struck the balance, but I think it could have still been a bit more punched up while still maintaining it.
0: Yep. I mean, that's fair. Uh, one last thing I did want to mention was that I did appreciate some of the casting choices here. I did like how cartoon-like a lot of the characters when they directed the sound. It definitely mastered the show really well. And one thing I kind of noted that was interesting about the monsters in particular is that, uh, as we mentioned before, in Japanese, they're played by the most popular male on the market, and that's kind of part of the joke. And while it would have been, like, incredibly easy for the, job for the dub to follow suit and Suncats and made boys... It kind of pulled an interesting little twist where, at the time, the dub cast was originally announced, five of the six Matsus were all, like, fairly established and or popular male voice actors in the U.S., and the actor for Osamatsu was kind of a newcomer to the scene. But ironically, by the time the dub actually came out, Osamatsu's voice actor became pretty well-known and established. So the dub basically ended up
1: coming full circle It really did come (laughs) fucking full circle, didn't it?
2: One thing I actually do really appreciate is, um... Well, you can definitely tell the script was heavily modified from the original Japanese, it kept the same energy. It felt like everything there was supposed to be in place. Like, none of the jokes felt too far off, even when they were completely changed from the ground up. And yeah, script writing and direction were, were pretty great. Um, my only complaint is a couple instances of double casting were a little too obvious, but other than that, like, I have no qualms here.
0: Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I meant to add this earlier, but, uh, what's did you guys see that, the Sheratory Extra?
2: No, but I
1: have seen you post it on Twitter, which is the one where it's basically the first letter game. Yeah, you need to
0: see that extra, is particularly for the joke the translator's edited.
1: Because they didn't dub it, <laughs> and the entire thing <laughs> is literally just a very Japanesey game. And they basically just subbed it, and in the background, the translators were just
2: going off. And isn't it, by the end, the translators were in, like, a murderous rampage mode? (laughs) That was beautiful. Yes, I did see those. I thought you were referring to episode three and a half, which I didn't get to. Uh,
0: But, uh, but, yeah, that whole thing was great.
3: Jet, what the fuck did you make me watch? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> madness madness insanity Steph's brain slowly like dying
1: <laughs> I swear to god I, when you were saying insanity I legit thought you were gonna say incest for a second
2: what the show is so crazy you open your door and there's a giant tea party with a man with a giant hat and a rabbit waiting for you.
3: what <laughs> what the fuck happened yes
0: uh, you're on an acid
3: trip now boys
0: Ah, uh, yep, yeah, this is a show that's about Tutsdeva, which is amazing considering that like, the new voice had to forget there was in this dumb. Which just made me think of something really terrible. I'm not just imagining Decapon saying, get in, like, get in the room to Ichimatsu or the ESP Kitty will do it again. Yes! whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, I'm not gonna lie that Dekapon having an actual normal voice fucking freaked me out the first time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Actually, aren't we going to talk about him like next?
0: Oh, uh, so, uh, yes, we are. Uh, we're going to start talking about uh, some of the <laughs> minor characters in this show's ensemble, or at least the ones who have the least amount of lines. Uh, we have the parents, Machu and Machuto Machuto, Dekupon, and uh, Matsuo and Matsuzo Matsuno, Professor Decapod, and Dion. Matsuo and Matsuzo are the parents of our six main slackers that are just kind of exhausted by their existence. Professor Decapod is some weird scientist who just hangs around and offers the characters weird experimental drugs. As you do. Honestly, Deca- honestly, Decapod and Dad feel like they're the most clearly lifted from a 1960s cartoon. And I'm also pretty much convinced they're married.
3: No, yeah, th- that's why they're my OTP. They spent
1: Christmas together <laughs> as buds.
3: And then went to a fucking love hotel for funsies. Because <laughs> why not? You know, as you do. I think the show, like, actively makes gay jokes at them because, uh, in the Mario Kart episode, when Yami distracts everybody, he puts a love hotel up in front of them to drive into.
1: And then they crash into it. Totoko's is just the Bishimatsu's. The... They
3: also make old jokes at both Decapon and Dione's expense. Oh, the
1: oh, the best part about them driving into the love hotel is fucking Decapon saying, Sliding it in! <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's what he was doing to Dione! I didn't catch that! <laughs> I mean, it is canon that Dione is good at sucking. Oh, and his, uh, jaws can stretch pretty far. That's true! I vote <laughs> for your pleasure, Dione! Sit your ass down! I'm good at blowjobs, Dione! 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 Dion. God, <laughs> d- imagine the ahego face Dione can make. Okay. Oh my God! <laughs> now Andrew's God. stepping away. <laughs> oh my God! Can somebody make me a Dione ahego T-shirt? Oh sweet baby Jesus!
2: <laughs> you know Hardy would do it.
3: You know he can His parents would yell at him.
2: That's fair. <laughs>
3: With some of uh, Decapon's special, uh, special medicine. Anyway, Andrew had to leave the room for a second. <laughs> Is
0: Andrew dying? Uh, so, well, he's dying in the background. Uh, anyway, playing Matsuzo, we have Mick Wigger, who has played such characters as Kane in *The Abandoned Sacred Beast, Iron Man in Marvel Future Avengers, and Howard Phillips Lovecraft in Grocery Drugs*. Matsuzo is played by Kane Silverstein, who is in Pretty Much Everything, and has played such characters as Kilt and Sorrow in One Piece Film Gold, AZ in Pokemon Generations, and CJ has and Zipman. Decapad is played by Ray Chase, who has played such characters as Basamune Goto when March Comes in like a Lion, Zash Kane in Fairytale Dragon Cry, and Professor Cerise in Pokemon Journeys.
3: I forgot about Zash Kane. Thanks for that nightmare. Does that mean Deca- Does that mean Decapon has a sex dungeon? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Does it not? It
3: I wouldn't put it past him.
0: Uh, lastly, Dayone is played by the Super Seed again, who was done everything I never think I've mentioned before, but also Chad Shaded and Mobile 2 Gundam Mire, and Orphans. By OCC in Persona 5, and Charles Azabal in Mobile 2 Gundam The Origin. Yeah, so I think we can start the top with the parents because we can basically just pair them together.
3: Okay, I want to start because holy shit, I did not think their mom was played by a man. You were so surprised when you saw the castle! <laughs> I was so adamant <laughs> because it was so good! <laughs> like, you can't tell. Mick sounded like an older lady. No, it really does! Yeah,
0: I remember seeing a post on announcement on Twitter like a while back and I was like, it can't possibly be right. <laughs> and I hear it it's and I still
1: terrifying.
3: can't believe it. It's an absolutely <laughs> terrifying performance because it's a really good old lady
1: voice! If I was to compare it to anything, I'd say Mick Wingert as Matsio would make a really convincing 90s Funimation DBZ Frieza voice. Oh my god!
2: Okay, okay, Andrew. Yeah? You're not actually too far off the mark with that one, because apparently in the Japanese, Matsuzo is played by Kujira.
1: That's Orochimaru! Orochimaru. That's fucking
2: Orochimaru!
1: And, uh, that's not only Orochimaru, that's the Japanese voice actress for Sakura and Danganronpa.
3: Oh, bless. That actually works Love pretty it. great. Okay, but Mick Winger actually was a legitimately convincing old lady voice, and if you did not know, you would not think that it's a guy playing them. Like, that is legitimately why we have the Voice Acting Black Magic Award, is for people like that.
1: It's as convincing to me as, like, uh, Linda from Bob's Burgers.
2: Yes. But since we're on the subject of Matsuzo, can we just talk about the divorce episode-
3: Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Where she's deciding to interview her kids for which kid is gonna stay. Which is gonna live with her, yep. Yeah, and I was like, damn, that's harsh. I'm surprised my Nana never pulled that to my mom and her kids.
2: But in particular, the one line that absolutely destroyed me. I can't remember which brother it was, Um, but he's basically just going on like, let me live with you, I'll give you grandkids. Choramatsu. That's my favorite, too. Choramatsu, thank you. But then she turns to them and she's just like, alright, which one of you boys is the horniest?
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she's just broken,
2: just like... It is her delivery of that single word, horniest, where he put the emphasis on the H. I don't know why, but it was just the funniest thing.
0: I also appreciate just how, like, so cold. How uh, so cold I yes, was. Yes,
1: how delivering. straight that line was read. That's amazing. So good. Honestly, the entirety of the interview episode was the highlight of Mick's performance. Oh, and yeah. It was, it was just so fucking good.
3: And then Keith as the dad, it's a very good performance, but it's not as memorable as the mom.
2: No. The character himself just doesn't get the kind of moments. It's also yeah. the most vanilla Keith flavor in this film, right?
3: Album. Compared to um, he's also Dione, right? Yeah, yes. he's Dione. Yeah, Dione is. Di- I didn't know he was Dione either, and he does a really good job as this just Dione.
1: 90, 95% of Dione is just being Dione and saying Dione in weird, funny ways.
3: And then there's where Dione drops character. Yes! Like, every time they drop the Dione and Decapon act, it's the funniest shit. It's great. They're just, like, old, like, gritty. her. <laughs> 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 it's so great. Okay, also, B, that weird, like, old riders motorcycle movie part yep. is just really weird. And that I like that they can convey so much emotion through the words dione and Wee-wee. Wee-wee.
1: Wee-wee. it reminded me of, like a pop team epic sketch. yeah kind of yeah
0: i think my favorite part of like that whole like little writer short with decabot and dione was just like you see them to get into the end of the are like oh they're good friends and like decabot gets frozen solid dione just carries him up about and just drops him off
3: yes he's just like fuck it and he keeps going can i just also say the um two little shorts at the end of the uh, couple episodes where it's the Dion like therapy session thing. The first one being with Osamatsu and the second being Karamatsu, where he's just sitting there, stupid grin on his face. The boys each don't shut up. So he's like, push the button. He turns the camera, Dion! Dion! <laughs> that's it. I'm just <laughs> like, that's amazing. I love it. I got sad that they didn't do the rest of the brothers.
1: I feel like Decapon and Dion are like very clear cut examples that this is an old gag manga yeah. property. Because they are just wacky, monstrous people. The likes of With Itch, even One Piece characters would be like, okay, maybe that's a bit much. <laughs> but fuck if they don't work. And, oh god, even Ray. Oh god, my <laughs> fucking favorite line. It, it's probably what I'd say is the worst episode in the fucking season. Yep, definitely okay, the yep. grossest. Yep. And definitely the most problematic for a multitude of reasons. That being said... I love the power and conviction of the way Decapon says the line, and the way Ray
2: delivers it. Holy Master Roshi! <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a good one there.
2: <laughs> what I liked even better, though, the ESP Cat episode.
3: Yes! Yes! I love ESP Kitty, that was so fun. They almost shoved a giant needle up Ichimatsu's ass, which, for the love of God, this show has more dick and shit going up people's ass than a BL. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk about Hatsubo next, so that's a fun one. Oh, boy!
1: <laughs> Decapon
2: penetrated that pussy real good. Oh, God!
1: <laughs> anyway,
3: you were saying.
2: Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact line, but it's because he's holding a giant syringe and he's just like. Yeah, of course this is going up your ass. Be glad that it's not a suppository. Yes! yes! I also
1: remember like a few <laughs> minutes later he referenced some romantic comedy movie. Oh yeah, What Women Want.
0: Yeah yeah, that was definitely thought through in and...
1: But God, Ray and Keith one and Keith Two
0: <laughs>
1: are definitely very outlandish and entertaining in this wild, wacky series.
0: Yeah, I think one of my favorite things with Decapod and Diane isn't even- ne- isn't even necessarily in some of their lives, which is, like, throughout the entire the Mario Kart raid episode, just, like, the very terrifying expressions they make. Yes! Oh,
3: just... I love them! They fucking <laughs> screwed Iyami over so hard at the beginning of the race!
1: They woke up and chose murder. <laughs> chose
3: violence. I mean, it's a- it's a Iyami! Why wouldn't you choose violence? Iyami
2: <laughs> chose genocide.
3: <laughs> exactly! <laughs>
2: genocide! <laughs> but man, there will be things to be said about that in here in a sec. Oh, oh man, we will go, go into that momentarily.
3: Again, like, I I went around the apartment after watching some episodes with him, and I am either going, she or Dion! <laughs> Dion! Dion! Dion me in bed, daddy!
2: Hui hoi! Hoi hoi!
3: I swear to god, Patrick, if you wee fwee me in bed, I'm gonna die.
1: (laughs) Challenge accepted. Would that kill the mood, or would that only make it hotter? Oh god! I mean... (laughs) I'll test that out for research for you. No!
3: I swear to god! (laughs) Depends, is he sucking as hard as (laughs) Diane?
1: Jeff, please take this around! (laughs)
3: Please save this! Like a rusty trombone? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jack,
3: please! <get> us <laughs> uh, here.
1: So, uh, so
0: are we good for these? Yes! Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, then we'll go into some of the major players of our ensemble here. And uh, next up, we have Hatabo, Chibita, Yami, and Totoko. So Hatabo is a guy with a flag on his head and an original Tsumatsu-kun series. He was just kind of one of the Batsu's pals and kind of occasionally work for Chibita or Dekapan. Uh, But here, he's become a successful CEO and billionaire doing something. And he consults Obama.
3: Consultations, I guess? Obama?
0: Uh, To give it a person of how long it took for this dub to come out, in the entirety between Viz licensing the show and the dub coming out, the entire Trump administration passed.
3: Yeah, holy fuck! (laughs) That's a scary prospect, I'm gonna say that.
0: Uh, But anyway, um... Shibita was originally a childhood bully at the Matsus in the original Otsamatsu kun. And he was also their rival for Tonico, apparently. But in this series, he's just kind of a chill dude running an and soul and wondering why these guys won't pay their tax. He
1: grew up and found, he found his life's passion and he's fulfilled and, and he's like, wow, you guys fucking suck. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah.
3: But then again, everybody in the show is like, wow, you guys fucking suck.
1: Meanwhile,
2: they kind of suck. They wake up every morning and are like, man, I kind of suck. Oh, well, time to fap. It's um kind of a lot of rocks being thrown from glass houses in this show.
0: Exactly. Anyway, Iami is kind of a mischievous dude who's obsessed with friends and looks like he'd be related to Dick Destardly. And it's also worth mentioning that in the original Osamatsu-kun series, he became so popular that he basically became the protagonist for a while. And in this series, he got relegated back to a side character, and he's extremely bitter about that. That's the Mario Kart episode.
1: So, if I was to make a reference to Broadway, uh, Iyami would be the guy in Spamalot singing the Whatever Happened to My Part song that the Lady of the Lake sings.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright.
0: And uh, finally, Tonika was the heroine and love interest of the Matsu in the original Good series. And that's basically true here. She also doubles as an idol. And has done basically nothing wrong in her entire life, and oh god, she's sitting behind me with an axe and threatening me to say <laughs> oh, this.
3: She may have done nothing wrong in her life, but holy shit, she is gonna do wrong things to people.
1: Oh, this girl has murdered, and will do it again, so help me god.
3: I'm not gonna lie, one of my favorite lines in the whole show. You can all go down to Tonico Town. Oh, yes, my... <laughs> If you win this, you can all go down to Tonico Town! I love Gurren Lagon. <laughs>
0: oh, God. <laughs> and so basically, if I had to describe Tritico as a character, uh, so you remember that one episode of on the Fairly Odd Parents where Timmy wishes he could be alone with, a little in the world with Trixie Tang? Yes. yes. Only for it to turn out, Trixie was actually a crazy yandere who crazy yep. loving and sensitive others constantly. That's basically Tunico's entire character.
1: Oh, my she God. She wants her ego to be stroked <laughs> so bad. You're right. She is the tell-me-I'm-pretty girl. Holy shit. Yeah.
2: Andrew, the entire second ending credit sequence is about just that.
1: Okay, no, no, no. I want to talk about that for a second, because there are two variations of the second opening.
3: Second ending. Second
1: ending, thank you. Where each of the Matsus is singing to her, and she's being like, you're disgusting, I can't deal with you go away.
3: And then when they get through the first run of the Matsunos,
1: they go to the Idol F6 versions of the Matsunos singing to her and she's like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed, kia kia. And instead of saying no, no, she's like, yes, yes. I'm like, "Oh, that's fucking good. I like that.
2: Yeah. Also, those endings are just amazing mixed media. Yeah, the entire point of that song was she wanted the attention of the Matsuno brothers, but she didn't want to be with The Matsuno brothers.
3: They can look, but they can't touch. In the show, she loves attention. She's she's okay with getting the attention from the Matsuno brothers, but she just won't date them.
0: Uh, so, anyway, Hotopo uh, is played by Charmy Lee, who has played such characters as Road Camelot and DeGrim Red Blood Silence, Souls at Work, and Lucy Heart Philly and Fairy Tail. Chibita is played by Alice Cazares, who has been in more of the Western Animation side of things, but has played such characters as Ken Pika in Dino Girl Galco, uh, Kino Furisato in Torrent Star Exorcist, and what I personally know her for, Lily aka Glitter Peace from Glitter Force. And Iami is played by, I wanted to know it, Keith Silverstein, <laughs> who has done everything I mentioned before, but just for good measure he's also Johan Lieberman in Monster, Robert E.O. Speedwack and Joseph's Bizarre Adventure, and Hisoka in Hunter X Hunter 21. I
3: fucking hate you for mentioning Johan. I can't look at Johan the same way again. I appreciate that <laughs> Iyami
1: is the one you give the career yes. highlights.
3: <laughs> also, can I just note one thing? In the cast list that Jet sent us, Matsuzo Matsuno, Key Silverstein, Dion, Key Sign 2, Electric Boogaloo, Hiyami, Key Silverstein 3, Revenge of the Shee.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> uh, lastly, Totoko is played by Kitsenderly Morris, so who explains his characters as Emi Kaido in Infinity Force, Heideon an in a Tristan and a Familiar Zero, and Kyuubi in a Puella Magi Madoka Magica
2: franchise. Oh, God.
1: Jet, I appreciate the fact that you are the one and only person that will acknowledge and remember that Infinity Force happened. Uh, someone has to. Somebody has to. Did you get a free copy?
0: Yeah, I did get a free copy. I still don't understand why.
3: How did you get a free copy is
1: now my question?
0: I don't know. I think I was like asking Viz about the dumb cast and then like, they just shot me to him like, hey, you want a free copy?
1: Okay. We don't know. You find it for yourself. <laughs> All right. I'm not complaining, but thank you. What? Anyways, I just love telling that story every time it comes up.
0: Anyway, uh, let's
2: start with hotabo Fuck
3: you, that's not Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I could tell that was her.
3: Yeah, like, you can very tell it's her. Okay, so you can tell it's her, but at the same time, fuck you, that's not Jeremy. Like, like what? I hear
1: it, but it's a very, very different Jeremy. <laughs>
3: Like, some of the mannerisms that Hatabo has is like a drooly baby, kind
1: of. If I was to voice, describe right? it, Hattabo is what happened if you cast Jeremy Lee in a new dub of Crayon Shin-Chan.
3: Oh my god. You want to <gasps> oh know what god. her Hattabo performance reminds me of? What? If they redubbed Ghost Stories and they made her the little brother.
2: Oh my god. Honestly, she gives a lot of strong Ralph Wiggum vibes as Hotobo. Ah, oh, you're not wrong.
3: <laughs> I'm in danger. See, at least this is the moment where you can see his heart breaking in two.
2: And you know, just like Ralph Wiggum, Hotobo definitely has a body count.
3: Oh, God, does he? Hotobo, I just need
1: to know if this food had a name. <laughs> <sighs> that, there is actual <laughs> that cannibalism. So
3: good.
0: <laughs> yeah, because in the beginning of that show, you see his you see his employees complaining to him. Yes. He just says, Oh, you guys aren't my friends And then the next shot is just him selling meat.
3: Yeah He was selling Euros. <laughs> he he's selling different variations. He was selling like burgers, he was selling like fucking takoyaki or some shit and each time the Mats knows What is this? what is in this? And then you just see a wide-eyed stare from Hatsubo. I need to know if this meat has a name. Yeah, the end of it has all six Matsunos with a steak in front of them. And the boys are just like, Hatsubo, wait. Hatsubo, I want to know if this meat had a name.
1: Remember when Hatsubo died and was like, I don't feel so good. Oh,
3: God. (laughs) The sheremi's deliver if I don't feel so good. <laughs> and just so we're clear, this anime came out years before Infinity War.
1: Thanks, Bevins. <laughs> oh, also
3: really good delivery from it. Are you guys my friends? Yes. Or like, um... Wait, Hotopo, you have. If you give us a job, then you won't just give away our money. Okay, you're all hired! And then he's like, okay, but we have to stick a flag in your head. And they're like, uh, no, we'll just stick it up our ass. Thinking it's the tiny one still. (laughs) And then Hotopo brings out,
1: like. The flagpole equivalent (laughs) of bad dragon.
2: (laughs) Flag dragon. (laughs) Which (laughs) just showed up your ass. The part of this that absolutely fucking broke me was when he's got the flag and he's about to stick it up their ass. He does a fucking Obari pose. Like the mecha pose. (laughs) It's with a sword, (laughs) but it's with a flag anal probe. God, can I just
3: mention a line? I think Hatsubo had it in that same episode early on, where he shows the Matsunos his vault full of money, and Hatsubo says, yeah, Scrooge McDuck right on (laughs) it." I was like, I got you. (laughs) That's good.
1: So yeah, before we move on, I just wanted to credit... Patrick, you did the mean, where it's like, if I had a nickel for every time that there was an Obari pose as a dick joke in Otsumatsu, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but man, it's weird, it happened twice. (laughs) (laughs) Which the other one was the baseball episode, where you're right, that was a Gurren Lagann finale, that baseball was a fucking cock.
3: No, Andrew, (laughs) that's not a baseball, that's called a bat, you ignorant slut. The bat is the dick. The baseballs are the testicle, and that's where pee is stored. <laughs> <laughs>
1: pee is, is stored
2: in the heart of the ball. Oh, we have fun here.
3: Piss ain't stored in the tits, mate. Listen, Patrick, you say we have fun here. What do you fucking expect when it's the five of us talking about a show like Osamatsu?
1: <laughs> so, Chibita.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Chibita.
3: Okay, I was actually super impressed by Alex's performance. I'm not super familiar with their work. And again, they make a convincing younger boy joke. And I like how you say, oh, Chibita's did nothing wrong in his life. That's a fucking lie. Chibita's okay with a lot of Iyami shit. Yeah, Chibita kind of contributes to the problematic episode, so... Yeah, that episode sucks.
1: Okay, just a quick sideline for that. That episode about them becoming rental girlfriends is kind of aggressively transphobic. A. B. I know so many of my trans gal pals who would fucking kill for that level of magic estrogen pill. And see, if your job was to pimp out, you're pimping out on the poorest, no moneyest chops. Yeah. Why are
3: you fucking the Matsunos? You're <laughs> probably gonna get chlamydia. They made a point, didn't they, that they just want revenge because the boys like turned them down when they were. Yeah. If you, you wanted
2: some, you should have gone to Hotabo. Look. Jushimatsu turned himself into a virus to fight other viruses. Lord knows what he'd give you.
3: (laughs) I love cells at work. Oh, it's true. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, based on how he can wiggle his arms, I'm pretty sure that his dick is wiggling too. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Can I also just say, weirdly enough, Alex's Chibita stupidly reminded me of naruto my god bit, it, does. Yeah. it does like the tone is so similar and it makes it even more silly crazy i don't know because chibita has the fucking whiskers on his face yeah i love that why do i want to run the race i want to know what these are are, yes. uh, are they whiskers are, are, they, are they
1: scratches <laughs> i want to know
3: i've had these my whole life i just want to know
1: nobody cares I care!
3: (laughs) But Alex's performance is genuinely very convincing, and I'm not gonna lie, there are a couple times where Chibita does get his chain yanked. There's like a really drama episode with Chibita, and Alex 100% sells it. Are you talking about the flower episode? Yes! Yes, I loved that! It was so good! Which
1: I believe the flower girl was Brianna Knickerbocker. It was.
3: But, like, it was really sad. And Alex did such a good job carrying, like, yeah. it, it felt like an actual genuine, like, shoujo. Absolutely. It was so good. I loved it. Obviously, it gets all ruined in the end because, of course, it's Otsumatsu-san, so.
0: Yeah, uh, one thing I will say I appreciate is that having watched to show in Japanese, I I do know that Timina had, like, a little bit of an accent there. I don't know if it was supposed to be an Osaka bed, but it was, like, a little bit of an accent, so... I appreciate that the dub kind of follows to the It gives Chimita like a little bit of a country accent and also like Chimita had had his own weird verbal tick it was like borrow or something like that. I remember to the subtitles they always like translated it as like agent or damn it or something like that. So I appreciate that the dub just kind of like has him usually just saying like "dammit" or something like that. So yeah that was definitely a nice little touch I appreciated. Yeah but I also appreciate that like Chibita is probably, like, one of the more down-to-earth members of the cast, and kind of the one where it's like, uh, he can get into, like, some zany antics, but he also definitely has a heart. I think one of my favorite things of him is, like, that episode where everyone runs up with their tab, he gets really mad. He kidnaps Karamatsu, and then it turns out no one cares about
1: Karamatsu. Yes,
0: and nobody gets him. Chibita just feels sorry for
1: him. I actually believe Karamatsu and his romance.
3: Yes, that was great. Because there was another episode later on where Chibita goes all in about his love of Oden and how to he basically make gives it. him.
1: He basically offers him a job to work at his stand. He's like, how do I yes. make the Oden? You gotta touch the Oden! You gotta lick the Oden! You gotta date the Oden! You gotta be the Oden! And then he whips his dick out and punches it into the Oden. And
3: Karamatsu's like, oh fucking god! And then yet, later on in the show too, Karamatsu decides, Chibita, let me live with you!
1: He's as reliable a roommate as anyone. And yeah, no, I really do love Alex's performance. Like, it's just very casual, but very, like believable snarky fun performance yeah. and like it, it's genuinely like one of the biggest surprises of the ensemble cast where mm-hmm. at this point i'd say i am very very familiar with everybody in this cast alex is the one where it's like i have no prior reference to yeah. their voice and they were fan fucking tastic and i was really impressed yeah
3: save. i was not very familiar with alex's work
1: mm-hmm. I also we'll mention it i gotta say of the things i did not expect from this show was for it to have actually genuinely good drama? Yes. Holy shit, I did not expect to actually feel in this show.
3: Yeah. It's a weird breath of fresh air in the weird insanity. But it's but genuine. It,
1: it's
0: genuine and
3: it feels really nice, honestly.
1: Jets, what has the director of this anime done before?
0: The director of this anime before doing this, he did a lot of episodes on Gintama. That checks
3: Okay, out. that explains a lot.
0: Now, uh, did you have anything you want to add, Patrick?
2: Not really. I think Alex did a really great job, and the performance and the character just kind of blend into the background, but that's not necessarily a bad thing here because Chibita is sort of one of the more normal characters of the show. Um, Chibita gets some really great moments, particularly the Fist of the North Star parody. <laughs> 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 uh,
3: it's Fist of the North Star and Mad Max Fury Road.
2: Yeah. But yeah, Chibita had a great moment in that. But really, I don't have much to say other than it was pretty solid.
0: Okay, uh, so now I guess we can move on to Totoko.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So Totoko, she's a filthy heathen.
1: I love one disaster bitch.
3: (laughs) Okay, holy shit, Totoko is just Morgana from Persona 5 with a pussy. (laughs) I love it. It is literally Cassandra Morris getting to play unhinged Morgana. Yeah. It is It is Morgana finally allowed to put Ryuji into
1: his place. It's so funny you say that! Which is really funny considering something! Also, I love her fucking fish idol bullshit.
3: Oh my god. She's trying so hard. <laughs> so one of my favorite episodes is when uh, Totoko keeps running into people. And it's like, oh, I'm getting married. And she keeps blacking out in anger and ending up in a fish freezer, like punching things like Rocky. Then she's like, oh, the uggo girl in my class had a baby. Go punch more fish. Oh, wait, how did I get here? I love that she's like, I gotta lose my virginity. And all the monsters are like, yeah. She's like, but not to you guys. I need to go <laughs> marry an oil baron. Yes, I need to find an oil tycoon. <laughs> she goes, like, speed dating to find one. And here's the thing, and then she finds one and doesn't do it with it because she says she smells like fish. <laughs> and then she kicks him out. And then I love at the end of the episode where she's just like, oh, Okay, I'm gonna go travel abroad and find myself and become a better person. And then the next episode she comes back, she's like, yeah, I thought about it.
1: Look, if you're gonna pound the tuna, you're gonna consume it whole hog. Oh,
3: God. <laughs> lick that juice out of the can like a cat. Um. Anyway, so my thing is this. I think that she seals the scene so many times in her episodes because this is Cassandra Lee Morris getting to go all out and she's probably one of my favorite performances in the dub. It's great. The delivery of you'll go down to Totoko Town is just so good. Totoko wants all the attention so it 100% makes sense that Cassandra Lee Morris just straight up goes for it and steals some scenes because Totoko wants all the fucking
1: attention. Je- I don't remember if it was you, but somebody said in the next new Otsumatsu anime thing, Todoko is going to become a VTuber, and it's going to be exactly what you think it's gonna be.
0: No, that, no, that was Josh, actually.
1: That sounds like something Josh <laughs> would come up with. Jo- okay, for the record, Josh is basically a member
3: of Dub Talk Without Doing Episodes. Pretty much.
1: Pretty much at this point. We will heckle him in the audience all the fucking time. Love you, fucker.
3: Like, at this point, I'm actually convinced that we need to get him on an episode now. <laughs> One of these days.
0: Yeah. Uh, so one thing I'll say I appreciated about Cassandra's Totoko was that while she didn't sound like sickly sweet in a fake way like Ayo Eno did in Japanese whenever Totoko's putting on like the cutesy act. I feel like Cassandra did, did a pretty good job putting her own spread on that whole thing where she does a good job balancing Totoko between, you know, making her sound like a very cute girl next door who's also kind of stuck up and then at the same time a Hidden Psycho who just very clearly wants everyone's attention. I also just love the way in which the mask suddenly drops, like, in the first episode of appears, it's like, oh, I want to be an idol, and she makes it sound like she wants to do it for her family and whatnot, and like, you're supposed to feel sorry for her. Yeah, and then the next episode of Typical P.R.T., and like, oh, no, I never cared about any of that. I'm just going to be because I want people to pay attention to me.
1: Can we talk about a Yami card where she shows up in a murderous devil shark, <laughs> and then she calls him a bunch of lip-dip <laughs> chronic masturbators with filthy foreskin?
3: Okay, no, and I love my favorite thing about that is where uh, Ichimatsu, I think, is the only one left. Yes. And he turns into his bishi form, and she's like, that's not going to work on me, and then he gets up and drops his pants yep oh i can die happy thank you i <laughs> know oh, and then when yami distracts him she puts up a cardboard cutout and she drives into that too just her broken delivery of i can die happy no thank you So good. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing I oh love sh- it.
1: she's the baddest bitch there is that makes her the best bitch there is <laughs>
3: One of my other favorite uh, deliveries in the entire show is in the Mario Kart episode where Otsumatsu's ahead and all the brothers come up behind him with a shell and he's like, get him! And it's like, don't you remember what happens with shells in a Mario Kart game? It's like, get the person in front of you. It's like, get the person in front of you. Mamma mia!
1: The Matu brothers have committed fratricide on this day. <laughs> I learned what fratricide was thanks to Mr. Otsumatsu.
3: Oh boy. <laughs> it also be Chris Bevins as the narrator of that episode it was great. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, uh, one last thing I will say in regards to Tonico is, is I appreciate any joke about her being extremely horny for the idol forms. i basically wonder if she'd survive if it would have pre-existed in that universe. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate, like, the entire joke there is that it's Tonico having what would be a reverse harem with the boxers mm-hmm. It's kind
2: of funny. Yep.
3: <laughs> I love it. Cassandra's amazing. <laughs> Such a foul mouth little bitch!
2: And the, her part in the Christmas special is just, mmm, chef kiss. They fucking destroy every single love hotel in Japan.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, also,
3: when they do the uh, recap episode. Yes. Yeah. And, and she's in the who is the shittiest brother. And she's one of the shittiest along with all six of them. She gets so pissed. Don't skip the uh,
1: recap episode.
3: No, it's actually really good. <laughs> the commentary that both Cassandra and Osamatsu had was great.
0: Yeah, I think a line that was equally funny and terrifying was, like, the Itzimatsu bit ended. And, then, like, and it, was, it was about to take something to watch. Oh, God, there's going to be a Netflix murder mystery about it yes! someday. Yeah, and then Turtle Cruise responds, I don't know. I kind of relate to him.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm not going to lie. My mom was watching the Florida Man murders the other night, and I got sucked into watching it for, like, a half hour before realizing, oh, wait, I want to go do something else.
1: <laughs> I can fix him. Oh, boy. You can't fix the man from France. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, <boy. laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: Again, Jed, I hate you. I can't look at Johann Lieber the same fucking way again. Jesus <laughs> fucking Sheesh! Christ. Of the three Keefs, this is the most fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just going hog wild and hammy the whole thing. Fucking time with this one. It's amazing. I also
1: applaud the meta about the Mario Kart episode is called Iyami's Counterattack, yep. which is a reference to Char's counterattack. Yep. Which guess who the fuck Keith Silverstein plays? One Char Aznable in Mobile Suit Gundam the Origin.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say he clearly <laughs> plays that one kid in Iron Blooded Orphans who fucks two women.
1: No, but that is another member of the ensemble of this dub. I'm gonna learn what that is in October when I finally own Iron Blooded Orphans. No, but oh sweet baby
3: Jesus. I know three of us who are in this call right now also did the Jujutsu Kaisen episode. And last time when we talked about Keith Silverstein being like double-triple casted,
2: it didn't go over so well. No, it really didn't.
3: Because we said Keith Silverstein's a fucking talented actor and it's a shame that
1: it didn't go very well Jujutsu Kaisen. We can't really say that here. (laughs) The key... The key difference is direction.
0: Yeah, the direction here definitely works more. And it also helps that, like, of the characters in the ensemble in general, Yami sounds the most cartoony. Yes, and it's
3: great. It's so fun. I love it. I said earlier, I kept saying she all the time, but, like, yo, I can't even with this. (laughs) Like, it's so hammy. Choose the scenery. I'm sorry.
2: And I got to say, one of my favorite parts with the Yami actually happened kind of early in the course of the show. It's the episode where his teeth are revealed to <gasps> contain some sort of rare yes. metal. Yes, I love that
3: episode.
2: Like he's at the height of popularity and then they finally grind his teeth all the way down. And then he has the downfall because apparently he's never actually been to France, but he finally gets to go to meet the president of France. And then it's revealed his teeth are gone. He gets kicked out of the country and sent back to Japan. Can you believe that man had that much money and he still didn't buy himself a house?
1: Houses are for bitches!
2: No,
0: I think my favorite part about like him almost going to France, he was literally about to take like a single step out of the soil. He was on the stairs
3: of the plane. Where he gets <laughs> stops, He doesn't even take a step on the fucking tarmac. He's just thrown back into the plane. Oh, man. Fucking Iyami says, like, he loves France. He's been to France all the time. It's like, bitch, you've never been to France. <laughs> like, it's great.
2: Yeah, and then the best part of the episode is, at the very end, he gets smacked in the back of the head, and his teeth regrow. And they're just like, "Oh, we'll help you get money again." Hey, Halterbo, do you want to join the rare metal industry? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And
1: they proceed to use and abuse him for profit in the cruel industrial industries,
2: just like the rare earths industry. So funny. Oh god, he
1: is delightful. He is funny. He is is so hammy.
3: Yes, it's amazing. (laughs) I love
1: it. It's deliciously hilarious.
3: Oh great he he gets found out to be like some ancient kung fu dynasty <laughs> like the Sheesh dynasty and he's like doing the training thing he's like originally no i don't want to go and then the hot daughter comes up and he's like i'm in
1: which i mean to it is defense she's pretty hot
3: fair enough Andrea, you horny bitch <laughs> but like keith's performance in this is just so funny And I think it's like probably one of the funniest performances I've ever heard Keith Silverstein do. Considering all the more dramatic shit he usually does, like, oh my god.
0: Yeah, I will say another favorite thing of mine was like like in one of the earlier episodes where he's like at the racetrack doing horse bits. And it's like every time he bets he on a horse, something bad happens to it. Yeah. I love how the first time it was like, oh no, the horse is injured the
1: time stream.
3: And then the next one <laughs> spontaneously combusts. And, and
1: then, then the, the last one was <laughs> a
3: fucking centaur. So
1: it doesn't count.
3: I also love in the Mario Kart episode, everyone's here, that centaur from episode six. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good.
1: Fucking hell, Keith is having a goddamn mm-hmm. glorious time, and he's so good as he Oh, movie.
3: he's having the grandest Fucking
1: time. All I have left to say... Oh, no.
3: He he just stood up, guys.
1: She. God damn it. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I had something in my throat. What I meant to say was SHE!
0: Sit your ass down! (laughs) Yeah, the thing with his reforms that definitely destroyed me in the most is his delivery towards the end of the Mario Kart episode.
1: Oh, God. Where he's turned into a robot? That is, like, the best-looking episode of the entire show, actually.
3: So that's where Tokyo Re's budget went. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make myself sad. Patrick, what do you think?
2: Oh, I've already largely said my thoughts. Um, largely, I agree with you guys. This is the character that, you know, if they got it wrong, the entire show would basically be ruined. And Keith Silverstein, uh, he doesn't just chew the scenery. He goes full on. Like you have the food bowl ready to go for a little dog. And the second you put it down, tell them it's okay. They just go after it. It's great. I
3: love it. Thank God, Iyami has such big teeth. Because he's going to make a good lawnmower.
0: Yeah, everyone. It is interesting you brought up in sleeper Force that would kind of make a break the show. Because this definitely would have been the role that would have had like the most amount of technical challenges. Because again, I've the show in Japanese. Iyami is a character with like the most verbal tics. Yeah. Like He has the verbal tic I mentioned before. He has she... He also kind of says me a lot in his lines in Japanese, which, ended up they have him say moi, which I think works really well because it also kind of ties in with his older sense with friends. And I'm pretty sure this is something the local station manager mentioned he wanted this one away and is like, as uh, kind of a substitute, and I think that works really well. So that was a good choice.
3: I'm glad that they did that as a touch because a more subpar localization would have had them say thee. Like, a good example of this from another show is... The currently airing case study of Vanitas, where instead of calling people San, the sub will have Mademoiselle. Ooh, that's
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's actually good, I like that.
1: See, to me the worst example of that is the Japanese subtitles for To Your Eternity. Oh! Where they are literally in like, in a fictional fantasy land that is not even reminiscent to the land of Japan, and they are calling him like, Fuchan. Or march Sun, and it's like, that literally doesn't work. That's why the dub is objectively better, because it gets rid of those. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my two cents.
0: Okay, so we spent a pretty good amount of time on this section, but uh, it's time to finally get around to talking about those terrible Matsuno boys.
2: The best worst boys they're ever done to. Oh, boy. (laughs) Them Matsuno boys got themselves in a real pickle. How are they going to get themselves out of it?
0: So we're going to start with the sixth son, Totematsu Matsuno, And the second son, Karamatsu Matsuno.
2: The two horniest
1: and one luckiest and unluckiest brother.
0: Okay, yeah, basically we have the most evil one and the one who was the closest to being a decent person.
1: When I watch this, I'm like, oh, Karamatsu's just the cool, suave, cool guy. As Karamatsu out,
3: can have, like, Chunibyo qualities too! Karamatsu
1: is actually a Chunibyo whose life is kind of lame, and he's the most decent guy who yeah. just gets shit on the most. Yeah. Be Being Karamatsu he is, is suffering.
0: suffering. So, uh, Tony is basically the only one of the bunch with anything resembling decent social skills, and is also kind of low-key the most heartless. While Karamatsu, as mentioned before, is basically just a Toonie who thinks he's much cooler than he actually is. But he's also the only one of these boys who can be vaguely considered a good person and is just constantly dumped on for it. Real quick, playing Totematsu, we have Max Middleman, who has played his characters as Ritu, Kageyama, and Mopseko 100. The Ant King in Hunter x Hunter 2011. Atsuki Naka, Dima, and Bungo, Street Drugs. And the One Punch Man himself, Saitama in One Punch Man. Karamatsu is, again, played by Ray Chase, who has done everything i mentioned before with Dekupon. But also, Ertogun and Carol and Tuesday with Roswell would and re-zero. Eben and start out on wide alternative, gonna one go And Bruno Butcherati, in the Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind.
3: Okay. So Ray Chase sticks out like such a sore thumb among the Matsu brothers because he's so much deeper and it's just Ray Chase's sexy voice. <laughs> because Karamatsu's trying so hard to be cool, so it works so fucking well. It works so well. And poor Karamatsu, all he wants to do is wear his leather jacket and hit on women, and he sucks.
1: Like I don't even think he really even wants to hit. He on just them. wants to be cool. He just wants to be cool. He's a fucking greaser, live or die. I love
3: when, um, his Mario Kart being him naked in a bathtub with wine. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: to which, shout out to the amazing plush artist Kelly Onilani, who does in fact cosplay as that. Oh my god, that's
0: amazing.
3: <laughs> Similar to that, early on when Um Totoko is introduced. Todako asks for all the brothers to come over to the house, with the exception of Kuramatsu. Each of them starts slowly showing up, thinking that Todako is going to have Lock sex em. with them. And <laughs> with Kuramatsu showing up with a bathrobe, his sunglasses and the, the glass of wine, just like, what's up? <laughs> Oh, one of the other funniest Karamatsu moments, and Ray sells it so well, is when he's trying to tell Juichi Matsu to not say that he won big at Pachinko. Yes! Oh yeah, And he's freaking out about it. And you can hear the panic in Ray's voice as he's trying to have that sexy voice. Yeah, <laughs> And the fact that he has that sexy, I'm Ray Chase and I play Noctis in Final Fantasy XV and I have dropped women's pants.
0: <laughs> oh so, uh, yeah, just because I feel I should mention this real quick. If you're wondering say who plays Karamatsu Japanese, it is one Uchi Nakamura, who is probably best known as Greed in both Fullmetal Alchemist versions, but is also the voice of Grey in Tales.
1: Oh, God! And don't forget, the voice
2: of Hawks in My Hero Academia. God
3: damn it, that's where it is. There he is. <laughs> Fuck.
2: <laughs> okay. I I really do love that Ray Chase gives Karamatsu just all of the swagger while at the same time, he's just an absolute dork. Um, And I think the scene that solidifies that the most is um, he's having a conversation with, I want to say it was Osomatsu, and then he just asks point blank, do you think I'm excruciating? Yes, I love that. (laughs) That's so good. That's how people describe me all the time.
3: Osimov's like trying to help him out like here take off the leather jacket okay tank top with his face on it why take off the shades color contacts what the fuck is wrong with-
1: <laughs> if they could get away with it you could tell he would be wearing sharingan contacts
3: oh my god absolutely
2: <laughs> but I just love it he's such a dork
3: yes he's such a dork Karamatsu would be the while you were out I was studying the blade <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: fuck
3: he tries so hard to be a good boy too. Going back to the Yummy Card episode, like if <laughs> Karamatsu, if he won, he was like, This is
0: my show!
1: Karamatsu in love! His anime concept was very city hunter
0: like. I will say one last thing about Karamatsu, which is a joke I appreciated. At the end of that whole, he had a whole, like, ASP getting episode, which was, like, very dramatic and kind of sad. And, uh, and uh, like, everyone's walking off into the sunset and he's see Karabatsu, and everyone forgot about him.
1: Yes! He wasn't even there! Because, yeah, no, <laughs> he, he got there. kidnapped in the same episode, and yeah. everybody forgot about him. And then they did a whole great dramatic episode, and he was missing the whole time, and nobody even asked where he was, and he was like, are
0: No, are no, me? honestly, honestly <laughs> I actually didn't notice he was missing until that moment.
3: Dude, save! <laughs> Me too. I was like, "Wait, hold on!" That was such a good punchline. That was so good. Oh god, it's so stupid fun. I love it.
1: But no, uh, Ray Chase is just fucking fantastic it's as Karamatsu. Oh so god. And yes, Karamatsu is probably the closest I would actually call to as, a like, decent, human a being. good. Th- there's a uh, ranking to best to worst. I definitely say in
3: terms of human beings, yes, Karamatsu's Karabatsu,
1: up there. Yes. Oh, boy. Toti,
2: on the other hand. Oh, boy.
0: Anyway, we said quite a bit about the best boy, so let's talk about the most horrible
3: one. Okay, I don't even think Toti's the most <laughs> horrible one. No, he's not the most horrible, but he's one of the biggest dicks. He's the biggest asshole.
0: Okay, yeah, I said refer to that. He's not the most horrible technically, but he's the one who would be
1: the most likely to murder you.
3: Okay, I'm not even convinced no, that. No, that Matsu <laughs> exists.
1: Toti is the biggest man slut.
3: Okay, that yeah. one I can believe. He's the biggest man's love without being a man.
1: will put hoes before bros every single yes. time.
3: Toadie is the guy who shits on you for watching etchy. Meanwhile, he's in the back room fapping it to Goddess Storm.
1: <laughs> that is a very specific analogy.
3: He's the dude who thinks it's fun to make redo of healer jokes. Oh, no. Uh,
1: okay. I feel like it's worth bringing up the Seiyu counterparts for this particular show, because I feel like that's one of the big things that made the show popular, and it's also kind of fascinating to find out which big Seiyu played which terrible shitlord. This character, Toti, in Japanese, is played by Miyu Irino, who you'll know as Shoya Ishida in A Silent Voice, Yuichiro Hayakia in Seraph of the End, Jintan in Anohana, and Haku in Spirited Away. Oh, also Ritsu in uh, Mop Psycho 100. So. So
3: there we go. Good job. There's Max. <laughs> no, like, Max is probably the more nonchalant, because, like you said, Megan, he has probably the most social skills compared to the other five brothers. But my god. <laughs> <laughs> to see Max Milvin just, like, sweet and kind and everything, just use that as, like, a fucking act there's at least two instances where he does that so he's like i believe in you we can do this together da, da, da. the first being the interview with mom where he just pulls the trick of i don't want to have us fight i'm not gonna participate in mom's like you're in and he's like yes suck on that bitches <laughs> okay another really good toady moment is when Toadie is working at the starbucks mm-hmm. and he's being fake to the girls it's like here you go and it's like oh no it just never came up and then when they're looking away he has the murder face and i just love the reaction of whoa and there's the murder face (laughs) yep no the other moment similar to the mom interview is actually in a yami cart where he's just like Chiramatsu, I believe in you. As the most responsible one, I think you should be the lead and Chiramatsu's all for it. But then the second one Todoko comes up to try and destroy their asses.
0: He bails. Chiramatsu bails. I, I think it's another really good moment in the Iyami card episode was like all the other Matsus get eliminated. And he's the only one who was like, oh man, I have the lead, what am I gonna do? And then he's just he like the ster.
1: And then he gets erased.
0: No, Santa, I know there and it just goes, oh, man, get a load this asshole. Yes! Also,
1: I think, because they say a lot of raunchy shit, nothing in the world prepared my mind, body, or soul for no pussy is worth that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Totematsu seems like the most... You would think starting out that Totomatsu is the most normal. He's not.
2: <laughs> no. Not by
3: a fucking long shot.
2: He can just hide his shittiness the best.
3: He's very good at it. And it's scary.
2: Todamatsu will
1: not pull out bail. Todomatsu will not bail you out. Yes. It's not even guaranteed he will pull out. <sighs> Fuck.
0: Yeah, also very briefly, I appreciate that like with the Miss Girl Matsu segments, Karamatsu's girl is like, get to fitness and duties It's like a period of like a millennial, I think. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, I've been to Chalkers and stuff.
3: And Karamatsu is like the athletic girl.
1: No, like, Toti is like the trendy one. It's like, yeah. Fem Toti is a TikTok star.
3: Oh my god. Oh man. Everybody has wanted me to cosplay as female Toti. I could see it. You'd be cute. Also, I love that some of the guys kind of tried to sound a little bit more feminine as the girly Matsus. Ray Chase did not. <laughs> Ray Chase
1: is just Ray Chase. Ray
3: is just Ray. It doesn't fucking matter. It's great.
0: Yeah, also, very briefly, I forgot to mention it before there does exist a a manga one-shot in, I think it was made in the 90s, called Osamatsu Kun Grows Up, which is supposed to be what the characters would be doing as adults. So in that version, the Matsus actually did have jobs. Yeah, and the jobs Karamatsu and Tudematsu have are kind of interesting, given who they are. so, so before that got retconned, Apparently, Karamatsu got married to the daughter of a farmer's market owner, and Todabatsu runs a fish market, which is weird because I think that would be what Todako is doing.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> As you can tell, they have diverged from that canon quite Okay, often. one of my other
3: favorite Toady moments is the Mahjong episode. Oh my god! That was so good. First of all, Karamatsu basically being the narrator of the Mahjong episode is great.
0: I also appreciated that had an reference. I will say what other good one was, he was that was like that bit where he was wriggling all the stuff he was hiding from them the entire time.
3: I climbed up Fuji. What? Yes! What are you gonna tell me? Fine! Then I'll tell you everything about myself! And he starts telling them about his fetishes? <laughs> I have a fetish about what was- Belly that? buttons! Belly button wrinkles. Belly button wrinkles, that oh, was it.
1: The least sexy thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, is that hole even big enough to stick a dick in? If you're working with a pencil-
0: Oh yeah, that does come up in the final episode. Because when Todiko does it, I'll let you all go down to Todiko Dad thing. And everyone's sounding about how they want to do Toco, and then you hear Todomatsu just going, belly button wrinkles.
2: Right? Oh, they knew. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <God>! oh boy. <laughs>
3: That's amazing. Someone put a
2: muzzle <laughs> on Todomatsu. If you wanna
1: talk about characters that need a muzzle, and actually one that has worn a muzzle in the fucking show.
0: Okay, I guess we can move on to the
1: next pair. Yeah. This next section can be described as someone will die of fun!
0: Next on our list of Matsu boys, we have the fifth son, Juicy Matsu, and the fourth son, Ichimatsu. Juicy Batsu is. Okay, look, it's incredibly hard to describe just what Juicy is exactly. He's a
3: Looney Tune.
0: Yeah, among these six, he definitely feels like he would be locked in both of the Looney Tunes. Juicy
3: is an experience.
1: Jushimatsu is actually a Looney Tunes character. He can basically break the fabric of the universe.
0: Yeah, Jushi is definitely the one who breaks the laws of physics the most. I
3: mean, he is the frickin' human antivirus of some sort.
0: Yeah, and Ichimatsu, on the other hand, is he's basically just a cat. Uh, He also adores cats and is very temperamental, and he acts like he's the one who would be the most likely to murder you when you sleep, but in
1: reality, he's pretty harmless. Ichimatsu is actually the tsundere, which makes him probably a big fan favorite.
3: If ESP Kitty taught us anything.
1: Oh, th- I- I'm gonna be honest. The ESP Kitty episode was actually super sweet, and yeah. I was kind of blown away. It was one of the best episodes.
0: Uh, so playing Juicy Matsu, we have Michael C. Nicholas, who would probably be best known for his work behind the move as he had him in wavy e. Post. But his voice as characters as Gai Sishio with Gao Zellos and Sway of Revolution and Devolution R, or Horror, Horror with Shaman King, and just because I feel like it, Mikey and Captain Mikey.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: never, Never forget, that show had an opening by the Beat Crusaders.
3: Oh, shit. What? It did. God, I hate everything.
1: Chet, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to be doing this with you right now.
3: He's been waiting like four fucking years for this day.
0: And uh, Ichimatsu is played by Kyle McCarley, who has played his characters as Cyborg 009 and Cyborg 009 Call of Justice, Claudia Higgins in Violet Evergarden, Mikizuki Aogis in Mobile Suit Gun of mind and Orphans, and Shigeo Kageyama, aka Mom from MomSucka 100.
1: Can I chime in to mention their Japanese counterparts briefly? Ichimatsu is played by one Jun Fukuyama. Ah, yes. Jun Fukuyama, you'll know as... Yukio Okumura in Blue Exorcist, Lelouch Lamperouge from Code Geass, and fucking Koro Sensei oh, there in is. Assassination Classroom.
3: And that's not even the strangest one.
1: And now, Chushi fucking Matsu. I knew this actor was in the ensemble. I thought this was the one who was playing Ichimatsu in Japanese. No, Chushi Matsu is Daisuke f- Fucking Ono! (laughs) Daisuke Ono! Oh, no! no. Erwin Smith from Attack on Titan. (laughs) Shizu Heiwajima Jima in Durarara. Sebastian in Black Butler. And Yare Yare Yane Tasekuju. What the
3: fuck? (laughs) <laughs> Am I allowed to make jokes that Jotaro's also probably hung like a horse because he has a kid, or... <laughs>
1: he's absolutely hung like a horse, but he's terrible at sex.
3: He's hung like a horse Fuck!
1: <laughs> I'll allow it, Megan. Oh, shit. I'll allow it.
3: Jotaro is the guy who you think would be good at sex, but he can't find the clit. Which is really weird because he's a marine biologist, so you think he'd be good
1: at diving. Jotaro does not respect women other than his mother. I think that is actually canon.
0: Yeah, so I want to start with Juicy Matsu just because since you brought up Daisuke Ono, there's actually a very interesting thing in regards to how Juicy Matsu was casting for the dub. Because again, going back to the, that interview I mentioned with uh, Dave Kasman, uh, he mentioned that Juicy Matsu was actually like the hardest one to cast because Daisuke Ono's performance was like so specific and wacky, and they were having a hard time finding some of the match. And then uh, Jamie Simone it to studiopolis just suggested Michael. And uh, they ended up going with that, despite the fact that Michael doesn't sound anywhere near
1: as deep. He doesn't sound anywhere near as deep. But beat, it's just as wacky. But he accentuates the level of like sheer wackiness. Yes. And cartoony energy. It's so good. That it's Jushimatsu requires. Also, I adore every time he says, What do?
3: What it do? Hustle, hustle! Muscle, muscle, hustle, hustle. Hustle, hustle! Muscle, muscle. muscle, 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 muscle. But can we talk about the one time I genuinely felt so bad in the episode that just janked Jushimatsu's Matsu's chain? Yay! Because Michael okay. sold it so well. Okay,
1: I was gonna build up to that. Holy fuck! That's
3: so cute. My heart, my heart for Jushimatsu. I felt so bad. I was like, no, baby boy, baby boy. Like the one Matsu brother who who legit actually had a girlfriend. Who also deserves one because he's the least shitty one of them all. I mean, yeah, sure, sometimes he shits on the table in public, but- No,
1: that's, his, no, that's no, Ichi. No, that's
3: Ichimatsu. <laughs> Juicy Matsu just shows his butt to people's face. But, like, he seems like a respectable man. Anyway, I think the best thing about that is, is that Michael is able to balance the whole, um, serious parts with the comedy parts. And he nails the comedy and the zaniness. Because there are times where Juicy Matsu doesn't even have actual dialogue. It's just fucking noises. Huh? <laughs> also i i love the part where they all get sick and his idea to make them better is to go in their bodies (laughs) to cells at work them and then at the end the mom is like tell me there's a cure i can only handle one of
1: them Yes! (laughs) He is so wacky. He has his own dedicated theme episode. Yes! Yes! The Jushimatsu Festival. Festival.
3: It's all just a collective of shorts centered on Jushimatsu. It even
1: goes philosophical. Yes.
3: Okay, but also Michael Sticker Nicholas's Valley Girl voice.
1: Okay, okay. Let's talk about (laughs) his amazing (laughs) Valley Girl slash Garu Gal Girl, which i'm sorry I'm that a looks s- a little racist
3: i'm not a slut i'm classy af oh i love the
1: i'm not a slut like classy af line i just remember looking at that design i'm like yeah i felt uncomfortable i felt a little uncomfortable yeah. looking at that character design <laughs> not even because it was a gal but because it was a little just, just, yeah just, just a little that being said i love the fucking valley girl She's dissing her sisters, and she's talking about, like, oh, how their uterus has dried up, and they'll never find happiness. (laughs) Yes. It's like, I want to beg somebody right now.
3: It's funny, even though Jushimatsu has some of the more zany moments, because it's fucking Jushimatsu. Aside from the dramatic moments like the episode with his girlfriend, (laughs) Jushimatsu is the most unassuming person that you would think would probably kill a bitch, but he would.
0: Yeah, I definitely do appreciate just like, the couple of moments where where Jisimatsu is definitely like more aware when he that he's way on yeah, the episode where like they're all huddled around the Kotatsu and the if you should go get the kerosene.
3: Oh yeah, and he's faking being asleep. The fucker. <laughs> he's asleep in a pile of clothes and he's looking like, hey, Choromatsu, the kerosene's out.
1: You should get. You, you should, should get do something some. about that. Like, oh, uh, this character made me laugh my ass off. He made mm-hmm. me feel genuine emotions. Yeah. Yeah, Mike
2: does a fantastic oh job. God. He gives it a lot of eccentric energy, which I very much enjoyed. I don't think he's played a character in an anime this zany before. I don't even think even in cartoons he's played a character this zany. My big reference is uh, Dean from The Venture Brothers, and even that's, that's not also awesome That's not as nearly zany. You're right. Nowhere near as zany. But he's bouncing off the walls. He's absolutely eccentric. There are a few people who actually understand him. And I think the standout moment for him is there is an episode where they're looking through photo albums. Oh, yes! yes! In an attempt to figure out where his personality shifted. And it's like, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And he keeps going. And then like ninth grade, they finally see a picture where his face changes. And they're like, okay, that's it. But then they turn back to the beginning of the book, and and they're all laying as babies, and Jushimatsu has the face. Yep. And then they lock the book. <laughs> up. They seal.
3: They seal it like it's going to a fucking shrine, and they. Block we the will book
2: never like, speak
1: of this again. Beautiful.
3: That's why I said the Jushimatsu can be the most unassuming, but it could potentially murder you in your sleep.
2: He can break the fabric of the universe yeah. on a whim. I think he's even broken the fourth wall at least once during the course of the show.
3: Oh, probably.
0: Yeah, I think, like, my favorite things with him in regards to his obsession with baseball is the fact that it's revealed in the final episode he's never played baseball before.
3: God, yep.
0: Yeah, and also there are a couple of episodes where, like, you see him practicing baseball, and in the background, he's using Ichi as a bat. Yeah. Yes!
1: Yes. (laughs) God. Which is like I genuinely adore the fact that these two actually like each other and hang out.
3: Yes, I like, love it. Like they
1: actually work as a, as a dynamic to the point where Ichimatsu fucking walks him. He takes him on
2: walkies. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I I love Jushimatsu, and you know, as mentioned before, his dramatic episode with with the date. My heart. That's so cute. Like that should not have worked. That on paper should not have worked.
3: It did though. It, it made did. my heart hurt.
2: Yeah. Just goes to show Michael Center Nicholas's range with the character. And I'm all set, so we can uh
3: Okay, so Patrick, does that mean we determined in the chat nobody was Yushimatsu, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good, cause I was gonna say who's good who as Patrick have to give walkies to? <laughs> because one, it's not me, I'm not into that <laughs> shit.
1: I would probably go on walkie's, let's be real
3: here. <laughs> Hey, Andrew, are you working on your Tadachi cosplay for Anime NYC? Listen here, if we get Gigi to go to Anime NYC with us, you damn well know she would be the Totematsu of the group. So does that make Andrew now demoted to Jiuichi Matsu?
1: Demoted? I would wear <laughs> that badge with pride.
3: <laughs> All right, so we're making you Jushi, and you're going to walk on a leash around Anime NYC with Patrick.
2: Wolf. The hell he is okay
3: <laughs> patrick's, like, so, this. patrick's like i'm not into that
1: shit i'm gonna take the leash on this next section do you mean the second. lead i know what i said i'm gonna take the leash on this one and i'm going to put my paw down to make this he's bold patting, He's
3: patting my shoulder this is terrifying please send help
1: so kyle mccarley this is not
3: kyle mccarley <laughs>
1: This whole dub, everybody's doing a lot of really strong, really good performances. But I'd also make the argument that I can at least pinpoint where I recognize the voice each Matsu brother is using. I have never heard a (laughs) Kyle McCarley performance quite like this, ever. The closest I can even come to is Ryo from Devilman Crybaby. Even then, Even that's a bit of a stretch. But I will say this. Hands down, Kyle McCarley is the best performance in Mr. Osumatsu. Period. That's
3: strong words.
1: Bar none. He kills every single scene he is in. I don't think there is a single dull moment Kyle doesn't sell everything about Ichimatsu. He sells the deadpan dreariness. The tsundere kitty bullshit. The feline-loving bastard. And even the episode where he has to pretend to be Karamatsu. (laughs) Yes! That was great! I loved it! Ichimatsu is so fucking funny. And Kyle plays him with such a deadpan level of bullshit... Where you can just tell that this boy will choose violence, but he also really wants friends. He's just really fucking awkward. There is not a single moment more surreal to me in Kyle McCarley's performance than the Christmas episode. Oh my god! Where he is Black Santa. And he is just- (laughs) He is basically just third-wheeling this nice young couple's date. He is just extremely awkward. Sits next to them. Yawning, giving them death glares, and just very casually, you guys ever heard of Vor before?
3: I fucking love anime (laughs) cards. Ichimatsu is a precious boy. I love Ichimatsu. Ichimatsu is objectively the best boy. I'm sorry. Yeah, objectively I I can't even
1: fight you on that. I think that's actually probably the best boy.
3: Ichimatsu is one of my favorites. I have another favorite, but still.
1: I'm kind of amazed that... I think ESP Kitty was the first one where it's like, oh no, the the show can actually make me feel. He is the only character to use a dramatic Version of fuck in the show. ESP Kitty's basically reading him and he basically says fuck off. The only time where it's like, oh, that was a real fuck. Yeah. That was a Bojack Horseman fuck. Oh my god. Kyle steals this dub on his back. Bravo. I need a drink. I, I'm very
3: that. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. No, Kyle is fucking precious. I love Ichimatsu. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I want to say, like, some of the funniest moments to me with Kyle isn't even some of the stuff he did with Ichimatsu specifically, but that's, like, other... Like, the episode where they're all supposed to be doing, like, a Super Sentai spinoff, and, like, Kyle narrates it.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, It's
0: yeah. <laughs> It's literally they're destroyed, babe. That was
2: great. Okay, but I have to say, to me, the two standout moments for uh, Ichimatsu are um, the ESP Cat episode, but also Matsuzo's interview Where he's just like, do you really want me out there on my own? Do you think you can handle the moral responsibility if I do something? Do
3: you want to leave me to my own devices? Yes.
2: Oh, that was so great. I I was almost spitting laughing.
3: So I love Kyle McCartley's performance. It is the best type of deadpan. It's not deadpan emotionless. It's deadpan fed up Mm mm-hmm it is the voice that you make when you have a dry sense of humor and you want nobody else around you so you try to sound as miserable as fucking possible I also want to compliment the fact that that voice works so well for Girly Matsu Ichimatsu. Yeah! <laughs> because
0: she's. <laughs>
3: Girl Matsu Ichimatsu sounds like a hipster who smoked 33 packs a day. That's funny because I think I had a note about Ray's female version smoking 10 packs a day. Okay, <laughs> Ray's female version is clearly Ray Chase just speaking like Ray Chase. And it doesn't work. Kyle McCarley speaking as Ichimatsu Kyle McCarley works as a female voice. There was no need to be changed. One of the other really funny Ichimatsu ones I like is when uh I think it's in the episode where they're mad that Toti won't tell them anything and he's dressed as Hannibal Lecter. Yes! Yes, I love that. Oh, I forgot the
0: Hannibal Lecter. Oh yeah, the Hannibal Lecter voice destroyed me.
3: Which leads me to one of my favorite lines from Toti, which is that cannibal is full of shit and people. So good. And I love
2: they tried to do it again and he's like, "Oh, sorry." He's I I like,
3: we "Oh." he's
2: like, oh, are we still doing that? Okay, now this one isn't a standout vocal performance that I really liked of him. It was a sight gag with Ichimatsu that was just the best. It's the episode segment with the delinquents. Oh, God! Where he's got his dick out! (laughs) All of the Matsus are kind of there trying to show how tough they are. When Todoko comes out, they cup their hands over their crotch to hide their boner. But with Ichimatsu, (laughs) when the cat walks by... Oh, God. (laughs) He does the cupping of his crotch. No, that's not even the one I thought you were
1: bringing up. I thought you meant, like, when they were at the Starbucks.
3: Hey, this is my Matsuchino! Yeah!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was good, too.
3: The other best boner moment in the show, when Toti's trying to pick which one he wants to bring to the mixer with him, and he dresses up in his girl... And Yuichimatsu sees him when he gets a bottle from it. And they're like, how you doing over there?
1: Still hard! Oh, <laughs> yeah! Yuichimatsu <laughs> has the most stamina of all of them. Michael,
3: Michael's fucking delivery of every time answering if he still has an erection as he's like in a bath of ice. Oh, I, I had another random of like sight gag for Ishimatsu. That's so fucking great. So there was this one segment, it's like a detective murder mystery kind of thing, right? And you have fucking Charamatsu and Todomatsu and they brought in Detective Osamatsu and he's a shit detective. But (laughs) for the majority of the bit, Ichimatsu is just standing in a corner in plain fucking sight with like a hockey mask and like a cleaver and he has blood all over him and nobody fucking notices him. Until like oh hey he's dead and you find Ichimatsu dead and it's like wait he's not actually the murderer. <laughs> this is part of the body count that I up at the front yard. I'm like what the fuck is happening?
0: And then a whole second bit that ends when everyone
3: Oh sweet lord kyle is precious he's definitely one of my favorite performances and Ichimatsu is definitely one of my favorite matsu
2: boys that's for sure <laughs>
0: okay uh do you have anything else you want to add for this section or are you guys ready to move on
2: i think i'm good i think i'm good
0: okay yeah, in that case we can move on to our final two characters of the evening so we have the third son Chorimatsu matsu Matsuro, and the first son osamatsu Matsudo. Shuromatsu is the most typically straight-laced of the buds and acts like he's the most determined to get a job, while also kind of serving as our straight man. Osamatsu is, well, just kind of a terrible slacker, a skeeve, and a dude, bro. Out of all six, he's probably the most realistic one of the buds. And honestly, the odds are pretty high you, you know an Osamatsu. And if you don't know who the Osamatsu in your life is, you're probably
1: the e- <laughs> Which, if that's the case, please get help. <laughs> you were, You were kind of. Underselling Choromatsu. He is simultaneously the Goody two-shoes double D of the Matsu brothers.
3: He's also a straight up nerd and can be a douchebag. He's a time, straight up so.
1: nerd, a total douchebag, yep. a chronic masturbator, and yes. a filthy otaku, aka Megan! You absolutely know a Choromatsu.
3: <laughs> no, wait, Charo, stuff. I'm Otsumatsu. I'm Choromatsu. Mm. Choromatsu is also my other favorite boy.
0: Uh, so playing Choromatsu, we have Sean Chiplock who has played such characters as Bruno Bagknife and Burn the Witch, Draken and Tokyo Avengers, Guido Mista and Jesus' bizarre adventure Golden Wind, and perhaps most relevant to this character, Subaru Natsuki from Brain Zero.
3: Sibra would be a chronic masturbator. Oh, oh my boy. god. Oh yeah, which
0: I honestly believe this is why they cast it in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wonderful I live I die I jerk again Amelia Todd
0: <laughs> uh, Samatsu. on the other hand is played by Billy Komet who is played such characters as Anaia a Gretzko Josuke Agasta and Joseph's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable Mikhail is serious Yeager and Galos okay
3: I had a really really awful thought and I need to say it Okay, so you know how Mista's bullets are, like, actual little creatures that can fly around? Yeah. You think he's ever used them as anal beads? <sighs> Megan, go in the fucking corner, you I'm sick son of I'm already there. Bitch. <laughs> you I... sick son of a bitch! Oh my god! They can be used as anal beads and double in eating ass!
2: I mean, they do know how to eat that salami. So me. Andrew, <laughs> Megan's in the one corner, you're now in the other.
3: We're high-fiving each other as we go to horny jail. Look, man, he can just help give Giorno a rusty trombone. Stop it! It helps make the Portuguese breakfast go faster!
1: He's working the boss with his bullets and he's like he's doing it for the family. Andrew! Oh. <laughs> I love
3: this new
1: fast enough You ever fuck your mod boss and it's like, yeah, it's for the family.
3: Andrew, I swear to God! You will sleep on the couch tonight. He's going to get calm on his face fast, and he's going to be furious. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> so, uh, real quick, just because I forgot about it in the last section, uh, in that, Osamatsu-kun grows up one child I mentioned before. Yeah, Jujimatsu somehow became a doctor. Ichimatsu, on the other hand, somehow married into Buddy and became a company president, so... <laughs> so, like that one, in, uh, as for Karamatsu and Osamatsu... Uh, Korobatsu becomes a cop, and Osamatsu becomes an unmarried salaryman, which is probably the most in-character out of these six. Yeah, um, yeah.
3: definitely uh, the most in-character. I'm not sorry for ruining Golden Wind. Go to the corner. You
1: could say that was a golden experience.
3: <laughs> yes, it was. And if they were into <gasps> water sports, oh, you right. could say that he had a gold requiem.
1: <laughs> Good night, everybody. Hang on. Okay.
3: I laughed and I farted. Patrick, are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. I can help. I'm okay. Well, hold on. I, I wanted
1: to say who plays the Japanese first, <laughs> a lot of JoJo sex jokes interrupted the flow of that. Okay, so Choromatsu is Hiroshi Kamiya, who you'll know as such characters as Mephisto Fellas from Blue Exorcist, uh-huh. Levi from Attack on Titan, Izaya Orihara from Doodalara, and Yato from Noragami.
3: <laughs> I still remember there was a time in Andrew's life where he could not tell me who Hiroshi Kamiya was.
1: I have the internet in front of me. It helps. And finally, Osamatsu Matsuno, Takahiro Sakurai. Oh boy. Who is known for such characters as Suzaku Kururuki from Code Geass, Sorcery from Naruto. Mm-hmm. Uta from Tokyo Ghoul.
3: Ah yes. And the man who ate an actual dick.
1: Reagan Arataka from Mob Psycho One Hundred. Oh god. And just because I just saw this and I never knew about this until now. Uh huh. Ayame Soma from Fruits Basket. Motherfucker.
0: Yeah, as far as Andrew didn't mention the Sakurai role, people would probably recognize the most, which is Rohan Kishibe. Ah,
3: uh, yes, Rohan. Is
0: Breakable. Yeah, but Rohan.
3: He draws hentai, and that's art. Anyway, <laughs> I love Chiramatsu is <laughs> my boy. Chiramatsu was the first one that I could relate to, and I'm like, a lot of this is just fucking me dealing with my friends on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> I am unfortunately the straight man of this group.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is definitely the one who tries the hardest to sound like the voice of reason. And-
3: okay, the best introduction to Choromatsu's character... Is when he is trying to stand in line for shaking the
1: cat idol girl's hand.
3: Yes! And he thinks that it's going to be his way into getting her to fall in
1: love with him. He's basically planning his whole plan of attack. Yeah. Naturally work your Twitter handle in. And Sean sells it so well. Because here's the thing. Sean
3: sounds like such a normal human being as Choramatsu. Yeah! Like, you would believe that Choramatsu is this... Weird but well meaning dumbass that you know, and his brothers are all fucking psychopaths. Yeah, 100%. And then Otsumatsu comes up, and Billy just sells the shit out of oh hey so you're this girl my brother loves would you just fuck him already yeah oh you know, maybe give him a rusty trombone oh yeah that's when you're eating his ass and you turn around to jerk him off oh man and then just Sean's absolute her anger of you can't say fuck in front of her oh god now i'm gonna too oh i can't oh fuck i said fuck instead of her i'm so fucking sorry and you're just like <laughs> fucking losing your shit at it oh my god i love it like it's a great introduction to both the personalities of chormatsu and I know, Sumatsu.
0: <laughs> yeah, I also just appreciate the shouts delivery afterwards where he just said, like, the most stone-cold voice. Now, aside from the other four, I have no brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is it. just a <laughs> silly lie. I think one of my favorite moments of Choramatsu is when he basically becomes Totako's impromptu manager. Yes! And everybody's like, okay, what did she give you that you yes. are going through all this trouble? Just, just the, the tip. Just the tip. She let me touch the tip of her finger. And then Billy's just like, I want my damn money back!
3: Fuck. I love Chiramatsu.
1: As they say in the show, he carries a lot of the line count of the show. No,
3: yeah. Like they made an actual statement during the Iyami Card episode where he has a lot of fucking lines in the show. I also just love Sean's, like, genuine heartfelt... like, oh, man, you're all gonna support me in being the main character. And then he gets fucked. Yes. Because, let's face it, a lot of this show is about yanking Joramatsu's chain. Yeah. Because he is genuinely a kind of a nice guy. But he kind of starts getting worse. Mostly because Otsumatsu keeps busting his balls. (laughs) No, 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 no. The thing I really love, because... Megan is right. You would think Choramatsu's fine, but he gets worse as time goes on. And the culmination of that is the fucking douchebaggage episode. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> Choramatsu has finally like given up essentially on getting a job because he has so many like high expectations and demands of shit. I'm gonna go across country and learn how to be a better person. <laughs> Outside the window, there's this huge, like, orb thing. And then Billy's Osamatsu and Max's Todamatsu just with him this whole time. And they're like, that's your douche baggage, bro. Like, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Oh my god, can I actually say my favorite line in the whole fucking show? It's actually the end of episode bit after the douche baggage part, right? So Toromatsu is doing the episode preview thing and he's gonna go reinvent himself. And this is what he says. Come visit me in Anime Forest. Before I go, let me cast a spell that'll cure the fact that your waifus are trash, your ships are basic, and your doki makaros smell funny. All by Kohai, Hentai, Fansom, Simuldoes, Manga Club, Shinsengumi, (laughs) Kigurumi. And I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Sean is such a good comedic actor, too. He is! I feel like a lot of people don't recognize Sean as much, except for his work in maybe JoJo's and ReZero, but the dude fucking rocks it in a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. If you thought he was really funny in Dora Hedoro, he's funnier in this. No, yeah, he was phenomenal in Dora Hedoro, but oh my God, he fucking takes the show and runs with it with some of the shit Shormatsu does.
2: Yeah, I actually really like the fact that you put these two together. Honestly, my my thoughts are probably going to kind of blend together on the both of them. As everybody was saying, Churomatsu is probably the most normal of the Matsu brothers in the beginning of the show until he's slowly getting worse and worse because of his brothers corrupting him. Osomatsu, on the other hand, while his other brothers have done worse things than he has, he is the most consistently awful brother of the show.
0: Oh, by by far.
2: Like all of the other brothers have these moments where where they actually do something good for once in their damn lives. And Ozomatsu is just the absolute worst. And it's not like he has a body count like Jushimatsu, or he's two-faced horny like Koromatsu. Like he is just terrible, awful human being. And Billy Kometz sells that so well.
3: Okay. I just love the fact that Billy's Otsumatsu performance is just douchebag Josuke. Yes! I haven't even watched Diamond is Unbreakable, but I understand the context. Yes!
0: I realized I forgot to mention it when we were introducing the Matsus, but even though we are talking about them specifically, shout out to Johnny Young Boss's God Matsu and Patrick (laughs) Saints' Evil Matsu. Oh my god.
3: I fucking love (laughs) once we've seen that, nothing will
0: ever be the same. There is definitely one joke with Otsumatsu I want to bring up. That I actually didn't notice until I saw someone else mention it on Twitter and now I can't unhear it. Uh, which is going back to that episode where Totematsu is decided which one to take to a mixer. You, you get to Osamatsu who immediately just starts groping Totematsu. <laughs> yeah, Totematsu flips out and then you hear Osamatsu say, when you're a star they let you do it which, yes! if you know who that's referencing
3: <laughs> which is really funny because earlier in the series they're making fun of uh, Choromatsu, and he goes hashtag be best.
0: A certain orange man once said that. Oh, no! (laughs) Oh,
3: (laughs) no! Yeah, there's also a a swipe at his wife.
1: So, Jet, you mentioned the fact where at the time he was originally announced, Billy was a relative fresh face in the industry, and now three fucking years later, the dude is a goddamn juggernaut in the industry. Take your pick. For me, it was Josuke Higashikata. That was the moment I'm like, this dude is going places. For other people, it was Gallo Timos.
3: For me, it was Ferdinand von Eyre. For you, it was Ferdinand von
1: fucking Eier. My
3: other, other boy, Ferdinand von (laughs) Eier.
1: This dude is so good, so talented, so stupid fucking funny and god is osumatsu fucking awful
3: osumatsu is awful billy is amazing but osumatsu is awful <laughs> i still like how i get to be Otsumatsu. <laughs> and i asked him why and he's like because you're the loudest one but let's re i also make really bad sex jokes like Otsumatsu. so you get to be a very fun matsu brother <laughs>
1: <laughs> Billy Cometa is a comedic actor's fucking killer like oh. I was just thinking about Asmodeus Alice from like Irmaku ah. and that was like the first time I heard him in like almost strictly comedic role but oh man this dude's fucking funny he needs to be in more funny shit and this is as outrageous as it gets
3: like, in terms of the Six Oats of Brothers this is the most outrageous you can hear any of these guys honestly absolutely Cause, and from actors you don't often hear in comedies
0: yeah, I would say uh, Billy's performance as Osamatsu is probably the one that impressed me the most personally, having heard a show in Japanese, because being honest, like, out of the six, Osamatsu was probably, like, my least favorite for the longest time. I mean, I thought Takahiro's Sakurash performance as Osamatsu was, like, fine for the most part, but it kind of sounded like, you know, a pretty stereotypical ball, which was fine, but, like, not as...
1: Is this another cagey Tang Bunko situation? Oh, God!
0: Yeah, it's not quite on that level because obviously I didn't like the show beforehand. But I will say that Billy's performance definitely did make me like Osamatsu more than I was
1: expecting. There's nothing like a good dub performance that makes you like a character you didn't like as much before in Japanese. Don't
3: you love it when that happens?
1: I do! Like... To me, my biggest example outside of the obvious K.G. one was uh, Christina Valenzuela as Darkness in Konosuba made that character ten times funnier and even a lot sexier in English. She fucking nailed that for me. So I I can definitely see what you mean with Billy making you enjoy Osumatsu a lot more.
0: Yeah, because again, like, Taki or performance, it was fun, but it was kind of like, okay, this is like a very typical kind of Louis Monsaga dude. Billy's performance, it kind of radiates this very... I said it's a lot about, about Billy's vocal tone, but it just radiates very pure jock energy, and I appreciate it so much.
3: Very dude bro kind of thing, yeah. I hear
1: uh, oh, this dude has done some keg stand and <laughs> failed to get
3: some puss. Oh, yeah. He's definitely <laughs> failed to get some puss. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They all have failed, but uh, the closest probably would be Jushimatsu since he had an actual girlfriend. Yeah, Jushimatsu and then Toadie. Tony would be the second, but Jushimatsu because he had a girlfriend.
0: Yeah, it's basically like this. I don't really you of which one, you would definitely not want to be around women the most. Osamatsu ranks the highest.
3: Oh yeah, Osamatsu <laughs> would be awful. I would not want to go on a date with Osamatsu. He would just be an awful- Osamatsu f- is like the exact opposite of Josuke, where like if Josuke was to have sex with you- it would be, like, the most attentive, tender sex in your life. You would feel so good afterwards. It is no wonder Okiyasu has such a good personality. <laughs> but if, if you were to have sex with Otsumatsu, first of all, one, I don't think he would last, like, more than five minutes. Oh, God, no. Not even. Okay, second of all, he would be that guy who would put it in your ass by accident. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Third of all, he probably smells like a dumpster. In short, ladies, do not fuck Amatsu, especially Otsu.
1: If you are to find yourself in an intimate scenario, never settle for an Otsumatsu. Always go for a Josuke. You could try to shoot for a Gallo, but he's already married to a man who's on fire.
3: Ah! Okay, Josuke (laughs) and Gallo are married to men. Also true. Like, if I was going to rank characters that Billy Gomets has played on a list of I would have sex with them and I would not have sex with them... Like, Gallo and Josuke are up there. However, I would rank Otsumazu above Naofumi. (laughs) I-
1: I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I would. You'd fuck Naofumi?
3: Naofumi
1: at least has stamina. Otsumatsu's basically like a floppy noodle after six seconds. <laughs> Fair enough. Like the shield can at least stay hard. Yeah,
3: but do you want to have sex with Naofumi though? I don't even want to be near Otsumatsu!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, fanfiction writers, I need you to write me a fanfic where Otsumatsu and Naufumi have sex. I will give you $20. (laughs) Anyways,
1: Sean Chiplock's hilarious, and Billy Komet's is a fucking riot, and god, these fucking boys are awful.
3: It's such a talent to be really good at playing really shitty people. And I mean that. And to do it and have it be comedic and work. Because I'll be real with you, I hate Konosuba, but I like this a lot. And they're both really mean-spirited comedies. But I think, unlike Konosuba, people don't think that they're supposed to be like the Matsu Brothers. Like people aren't going around and calling the matsus chads.
1: <laughs> Nobody wants to be a matsu. Everybody <laughs> wants to be a
3: cat, especially Ichimatsu.
1: Everybody I- wants to be a Dayon.
3: Can I just say one other thing? Because we haven't brought this up in the last two girly matsus. I like how Juro matsus is basically a straight Fujirshi. <laughs> And for some reason, Osamatsu is, like...
1: The working girl. The
3: working girl. Like, she's the straight straight woman of the group. It's like, how? Girly
1: Osamatsu is a Gretzko.
3: But I just had to bring up Sean Shiplock, the Fujoshi, Because <laughs> that was great.
1: Yeah, I just appreciated that
0: somehow, like, after all the girly-matsu segments, like, the last one was just a part of it ending with them as old ladies. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Are those the Hemsworth brothers? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, okay. So, you guys good to move on to Final fox?
2: <laughs> yeah. I think so. Um, honestly, I'm gonna keep this kinda short and sweet. This show had its meat hooks in me, back when it was first airing. That first episode left one hell of an impression, which, sadly, no one will ever be able to see again. It is locked deeper than the Disney Vault. And the Disney Vault has porn in it. <laughs> Jesus. Um... Shows great. I didn't know what to expect with the dub, but it absolutely blew me away. So, yeah, thumbs up.
1: I have been hearing about Mr. Osumatsu for some time now. I did not know what to expect. Jet, you were right. This is my level of sense of humor bullshit. I'm still blown away. This became a massive juggernaut of a hit. This is outrageous. This is volatile humorous bullshit to a T. It's funny, raunchy, sometimes very uncomfortable, but also somehow genuine. I can't believe the show is real, and I'm so glad that after, like, half a decade, we finally got this dub, and I'm very happy you made me watch it, Jet. Thank you.
3: Uh, kind of on the opposite hand. Jet, what the fuck did you make me watch? (laughs) I I keep saying that. But, as someone who only knew bare minimum about what this show is about, HOLY FUCK It's so out there and crazy and the dub is just- Oh my god. I either couldn't stop laughing or like, have my mouth wide open at some of the shit that they pulled. No, the dub is so much fun! The Matsu Brothers, as shitbags as they are, are so precious. This is probably a really good comedic ensemble cast, that's for sure. Um, If you have the chance, go watch Mr. Osamatsu, but only if the humor is your cup of tea, because some of the humor might not be for everybody. Yeah, this is a really raunchy show. Um, Like I said, I thought it was going to be raunchier. Uh, At least the dub, anyway. I think it does take a little bit for the show to get entertaining, or at least start hitting its stride humor-wise. But the dub is very good all around. It's a really funny dub. It's got a little bit of heart in it, but most of it's in its ass. Yeah, you right. And it's not saying the performances are ass because the performances are great. I think uh, especially the six brothers played by Billy, Sean, Kyle, Max, Mike, and Ray uh, all really balance off each other and like... If you want to watch like just a part of an episode to hear them bounce off the walls at each other really well, I would say look up the dub for the Mahjong episode or the episode where they have to go get the kerosene. Or when they're fighting over who has to get the kerosene. The second part of the episode's a little weird and kind of funny, but, like, the first half of that really, really makes the most sense. But overall, really great time. I'm looking forward to picking up the second season. I'm just going to get it at Anime NYC or make one of you get me it yet at Anime NYC because, you know, birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, bitch. Happy birthday. Take some shitty boys. <laughs> <laughs> Jet Country Roads, take us home.
0: Uh, So, yeah, I've uh, been pretty into the show ever since I stumbled across that first episode. It's been making me laugh ever since, so I was really looking forward to the dub. I was really happy when Viz and they were dubbing it, and even though it took a long time, I'm glad the dub finally came out. There were definitely a lot of challenges going into this dub with how they have to translate things. Uh, where and when to punch things up, and I think on the whole they did a really big, big, big job with it. Uh, there's a lot of really good punch up humor here. They also really know when to just let a lot of the show's humor kind of work it, work on its own. And it's a whole lot of fun. And I really like the dumb cast. Everyone here is pretty well casted. They nail the characters really well. They have a lot of good delivery. Everyone bounces off each other really well. And I don't know. This is just a really that's a really fun show. I really dig its weird slapstick humor, and uh, some of the off-kilter crew humor, and and just a way where you never quite know what you're going to get in each episode, and uh, that can be a lot of fun. And yeah, I wasn't sure we were ever going to quite get this done, but I'm glad we did because it turned out really well, and everyone here did a really bad job on it, so looking forward to that second season.
1: Yeah, buddy. Thanks, Bevins.
0: So that more or less wraps us for tonight. Uh, if you want to watch Mr. Osamatsu, if you want to watch it subtitled, you can do so on Crunchyroll or Hulu. If you want to watch the dub, unfortunately, it is currently only available on home video, so you will have to pay for the Blu-ray.
1: Not just home video, actually. You can buy individual episodes of the dub digital.
0: Like, I imagine Viz will let it stream eventually, but for now, those are the only ways you can own the dub.
1: But yes, if you get an opportunity to watch the dub of Mr. Otsumatsu, fuck it. Just go for it. Just do
3: it.
0: So, yeah, uh, if you want to follow anything that we do, we're the Dub Talk Podcast. You can find us on the Twitters, Instagram. We usually have episodes up on YouTube, Spotify, and Podbean. Uh, If you'd like to support us, you can do us, you can do that through a one-time donation through our Ko-fi. Or you can become one of our lovely patrons and before we wrap things up tonight, I'd like to give a shout out to my patrons. At the $5 tier, we have Megan's Mom and Dead, Michelle Travis, Miraculous Gorazoon, Deco Robin but with Yowie Hands, Tweety, and Victor Maraboda. at the $10 tier, we have Kyrie Lesicow, Crypton Akinda, Jacob Wilson, Jared Hawkins, Julia W. Leti. Blessed serve and her talk of Anthony.
3: Can I please say, Mom and Dad, please do not listen to this episode. Oh, God. <laughs> Megan's mom and dad do not <laughs> listen to this episode. Too
2: late. We say at the end of the episode.
3: <laughs> mom and dad! <laughs> <laughs> Megan shouts into the ether, Mom dad, don't listen!
0: Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for the support. Uh, so anything you guys want to plug in real
3: Hello. My name is Steph Matsu. <laughs> Sometimes known as Lilac, you can follow me on Twitter at LilacAnimeReview, Review, with review being spelled R E V U E. I also have a blog, Life and Times Target at WordPress.com. And I am just realizing that we didn't promote the Twitch. Hi, my name is Megan Matsu, otherwise known as Megan. Every Wednesday you can catch me on twitch.tv/slash podcast, where I play Fire Emblem the Three Houses with our boy Bylad, weed and fucker of Do. if the game would let to do and me be gay. And I stream on Thursdays. Uh, I also stream with Steph on Saturdays at this time. Currently, we are playing through Okami. Yes. Jackson sometimes streams on Monday. Alon sometimes streams. Twitch.tv slash Dub Talk Podcast. Subscribe to us, or I'm hitting Andrew in the balls with a baseball bat. Yay! Also, my Twitter is Era 2 and if you don't follow me, I'll have Patrick take Andrews on walkies in New York City. So you're telling me I should unfollow you then, so I can see that happen? I mean, if you follow me, I'll make him do it in leather assless chaps. See, I don't even want to see that. I don't want him to be put through that. Okay, fine. Because I love him.
2: (laughs) I, I appreciate that. I think even I have my limits.
3: But what if you were the one wearing the assless chap, stuff? No.
2: We're here for the Airbnb.
3: <laughs> That's <laughs> supposed to be Andrew, though, not me!
2: Hi, I'm Andrew
1: Matsu. You can find me over on Twitter at Mangaman9000. Uh, I am a member of the Dub Talk podcast. But yes, I also am a member of a, another anime-based podcast, a Surreal Resolutions Podcast ONA, where we talk about the latest of
2: anime news alongside my buddy, Jet here. I'm Patrick Matsu, aka Roots of Justice. You can find me on the twitter.com at Roots of Justice, mainly retweet animal pics, talk general fandom. Good time. You should come follow me. I am planning to start streaming on the Dub Talk Twitch soon. Yay! I'll probably end up playing Yakuza Zero.
0: <laughs> ah, cool. And I'm Jet Matsu. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MyNega, where we'll be talking about anime, cartoons, or just general fan stuff. You can also find me on my blog, Animation Infinity, where I will sometimes write things if I feel like it. And um, as Andrew about to mention, you can also find me on another podcast, Podcast Ono, where we we'll usually be talking anime news and whatnot, and have usually a pretty good time. So, uh, that's what you are going to be tonight, guys. This was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Of course, dude. This episode yeah, was yeah, like man. three years in the making.
3: And again, the timing couldn't have been better since late Osamatsu Season 2 got announced. You know what? I can't wait for the next episode we do with each other. Steph doesn't have to be on it, but the
2: rest of you have.
3: Yeah, but I
2: know about it. It's the Marvel Comics Team Grimgar will return. Returning is a threat.
3: <laughs> yes. All right, you slackers, we all gotta go to bed because we have to start this job hunt again early in the morning.
2: But I was just
3: gonna jerk off in the
1: morning.
3: I was gonna jerk off right now. <laughs> really? Really, Megan Matsu? Really?
1: Jerk, off. Jerk off. Jerk, jerk off. off. jerk off. jerk off.
2: Jerk off. Jerk off. Jerk off. Jerk off. off. Jerk, I gotta go off. jerk off. i got to go to bed, because I got a food in the oven.
3: Jet Matsu, please help me.
0: Um, so, thanks for listening to this episode, and I will see you guys always.
3: God damn it! Hustle, 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 muscle, muscle. hustle, jerk off, muscle No.
2: <laughs> oh, on that, Deva.